Welcome to Both Down, episode 69, the number one Blood Bowl podcast that likes everything down under. Bum, bum, bum. I am Scott Prime, and with me is Steve Kilowaggy Campbell. Hola. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. How's it going? It's going great. Apparently it is, because just to let everybody know, this is the first time in 69 episodes, <laughs> at least, we got the opening right on the first time. That was one take, folks. That was amazing. I almost messed it up and did the, you're listening to... <laughs> Scott thing. always thinks we're three die block. Right. <laughs> that is the very first time ever in recording that we got it on the right, on the first one. It probably helps that it's a holiday and we're recording in the middle of the day. I just had some Waffle House. That'll help. Waffle House makes everything better. Oh, peanut butter waffle. I have not had one. It's pretty delicious. Is it all peanut butter or is it peanut butter on top? It's peanut butter chips on top, so when it gets oh, okay. as they melt, they I was just going to say, it would be kind of neat, then you could put chocolate chips in it, peanut butter and chocolate chip. They have chocolate chip waffles, too. Yeah, I've had those before. Not a fan. It was one of those rare times that I felt like eating a waffle. It's about once a year, so I'm good for a while. Makes sense. So how's your Blood Bowl playing going? <laughs> Did I talk about my win and fumble? I don't think so. I beat Jeffro. That's pretty awesome. I got another win. A forfeit? Just today. Yeah, just to, just today I got a forfeit win. Hey, that's... So that's two wins. That's awesome, That's dude. all I wanted. I wanted one win in my fumble league, and I got two. Man, you doubled your, with your goals. I have one game to go against Stymie. Oh, so. well, that's another loss. <laughs> that's a loss. <laughs> so your season's almost done? Yeah, just one more. So two and 12. That's not too bad. No. <laughs> I mean, it's not good, but... Are you going to play again? Yeah. And I drafting will be a lot better this time. Okay. Because at least I'll know what I'm doing. And we uh, started the store league up again. Yeah. Season two is underway. And... Um, I'm taking Nurgle this season. And that's The going, Rotted Tooth. And that's going okay? I have played two teams where I cannot take a Rotter if I kill anybody. <laughs> which is really annoying. Let me guess, have you killed people? However, I haven't killed a single person, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. Well. No, I, my I, my routers are horrible. They explode on touch. <laughs> I had two... Isn't that what they my, want to do, though? Don't they want to get diseased so much that they blow up? I, I don't know. Sure, we'll go with that, because <laughs> we're doing that. Okay. Um, My first game, I got like four injuries and one death. So... Then they came back, and I had I had three journeymen that game, and then the third game, I had two of my guys back. One had minus one movement, and one had niggling. They just straight up died. Like the first <laughs> time they got hit, they're like, "Well, whoever sewed us back together didn't do a good job." And poof, crumble, both dead. <laughs> well, that's what you get with decay. Yeah, so I'm going into my next game with four journeymen. I might be with you on that because my first game of the season with elves, with my pro elves, I brought them back. I um, I beat the guy who finished second last year, two nothing. Yeah, and then I played an orc team who I've beaten twice the season previous, and I got beat three to one. In good gravy, I could have got beat by a lot more. He just—it's an orc team with all mighty blows, right? Pretty much, like he's so, just going to hurt people. <clears throat> So the game went like this. I, I received. I dodged away everybody. He got his one blitz. Knocks somebody off the field. 
same, you know, he'd base everybody. Same thing happened for like four turns in a row. And, and finally, I did the one re-roll one thing mm-hmm. on one thing, which means he was all next to my other guys, and he just started blowing them off the field even Jeez. quicker. And, yeah, it was really bad. I think I ended the game with four people on the field. Yeah, and, that's not um, good. Yeah, it, it's bad. So uh, I got I got whooped. Uh, he, I think he said even he's like that's my first win in the league or something. Like that. <laughs> and I'm like thanks, bud. <laughs> well, congrats. Yeah. Um, went to Buccaneer Bowl up in Kansas. Yep. It's played on the ship. That's how the rules are. So it can sway back and forth. Um, Aren't we going to talk more about that on the next episode? Want to save it for then? I thought that's what we were. I thought that was the original plan. Oh yeah, we can. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure I'll have plenty to talk about for more. So, Cup too, so what we've had happen since we've last podcast is the new Death Zone book is out. The goblins are out. Death uh, Zone two goblins and a lot of star players were released or previewed through Forge World. And we had yeah Warhammer Fest, which just wrapped this weekend. So. Quick rundown of stuff we saw at Warhammer Fest, and I'm probably going to get some of this wrong. For sure. So New Glart model. Definitely. From the book, Glart Smash Rip, not Glart Smash Rip Jr. Um, we had Pro Elves, where Elf Union is the next team to come. Right. And everybody who's seen the model who says, that's Valen Swift. That's not Valen Swift. That's <laughs> just like a Pro Elf Blitzer or, right. or something. Uh, we're going to get more dice. More pitches. Grim Iron Jaw. He's already out. Okay. Been? I just didn't. I didn't see a picture of him before. Oh, okay. So, or if I did, I don't remember it. Okay, so. yeah. Him. Um, what else um, do we have? The guy with two heads. Is that Hack Flim? Hack Flim's been out for a while. Okay. Uh, the Goblin Weapons. Goblin Weapons. Oh, some the, of those painted. They're going to be doing four packs. Blister packs of humans and Skaven. Let's talk about that real yeah. quick. If you're a regular listener, this episode, we're just going to go straight through. So I thought I'd just tell you that right now. Yeah, this episode is going to be us discussing Death Zone 2. So we're just going to go from cover to cover in order. Right. Our normal format is, you know, we have three different parts and we have shout outs and all this stuff. So we're just talking today. So we'll we'll still do shout outs. Okay, good. Just saying. I, I can't wait to say it. I know. So the booster packs. Yeah. Correct. Which is what we wanted for a while. We did. But correct me if I'm wrong, the Skaven team was missing two linemen and two gutter runners, correct? I believe so. And we're getting a thrower, two gutter runners, and a blitzer? I guess. I'm not trying to nitpick. I'm glad we have booster packs. But maybe the... I, I didn't really see the breakdown. So if you're saying that, you're probably right. I'm sure it's a thrower and two gutter runners. One that's of really all that matters. Is a lineman about to throw the ball or it's a thrower? It's probably a thrower. There's definitely two you gutter have, runners two gutter runners in there. Yeah. And you can have two throwers on the team, so that makes sense. But two come in the box. Yeah. Oh, the throwers? Yeah. Oh. Because and That's a good point. See, I second-guessed myself because I was like, oh, I guess the only one thrower comes in the box. And I was like, no, if you buy two boxes, you had enough Skaven uh, wait, how for, many, the, for the Underworld team. I was just going to say, what, what does it take for Underworld? Uh, two blitzers, two throwers, two linemen. Okay, so there you go. So, I mean, I guess that's what it's for, just to have extra for that. Okay. 
or for Chaos Pact. Okay, that's Chaos fine. Renegades. Or I'll whatever accept they are. that then. So you, I can see that. You buy two boosters and you can make a Underworld team yeah. or, or whatever. Okay, fair enough. Um, what else? What was the other booster? You said Skaven. Would yeah, you? I think they're going to do a human one. I think they're doing an orc one. So I think they're doing boosters for teams now. I'm not positive. Okay. And this was just based off a presentation. Uh, they, GW hasn't had like an official press release saying, we're going to be doing these because they're never going to say that. Didn't you tell me that something exceeded expectations, so more things are... I read it from one person and I couldn't find it again, so this might be wrong. But S- supposedly... Blood Bowl had a set number limit of, by the end of the year, we want to hit X number. And they surpassed it at launch. So it seems like GW <laughs> then went, oh, well, okay, we need to start pumping out products. So they're going to, and I believe from now on, everything's going to be done in plastic through GW. They're going to be moving f- away from the Forge World model to GW, That's which would be good. That's awesome. But if you talk to most GW stores, they have no clue. <laughs> so I, I read, think I this read... is going to be like for local game stores instead of GW stores, since that's where you typically see leagues and tournaments. I thought I read that somebody said Blood Bowl's doing so well that they're hiring two new employees to help run the line. Yeah, they did that. Two, so Was it sculptors? Or... I don't know. I saw that too. So don't quote me on that either. It just happened. We haven't reviewed it. And so we're full of a lot of just like random information. Yeah. (laughs) If you want facts, don't come to us. (laughs) We are opinion. There's some things we are very factual about. Like like the, like the scatter template. Don't even bring that up. Why? Okay. The scatter template is made a very specific way. If you saw the thread on Facebook that had 300 posts on this, <laughs> this I'm sure you're very aware of my very aware of my opinion. And that's not an opinion, it's fact. The two should face a cardinal direction in reference to the board. And if you don't know what a cardinal direction is, that means it's going to either face the sidelines. Yeah, it's north, south, east, way. or west. So it should face a a <laughs> what? What do I want? Edge it's, of the board, an edge of the board. Right. It's either yes. going to the two is either going to face a sideline, yes. or face an end zone. Yes. Period. That's how it works. And there's nothing else. Right. Now it's hilarious because all these people were on that thread, and I will say for the most part, everybody understands what I'm saying. Everybody agrees, and I, I'm I'm saying it because I've seen multiple people who do really cool looking custom pitches or custom dice towers or something with a scatter template and they have the two pointing north or whichever not, way not north they cardinal have a, direction they have <laughs> whichever way i'm saying so they're using the one as the indicator for up and down or whatever you want to say right so i was wanting to point that out because it's just wrong period so well, all these people and we wrong. and we get you're sitting at home probably thinking doesn't like, matter. it doesn't sure. matter but they did design it a certain way. They did it back in second edition, third edition. I didn't play first edition. I'm sure there was a scatter template there that did something I very similar. I didn't look, but yeah. And Where, before, it's always been in a square, so there was no way it would be off kilter. Correct. So, now it's free form, and you can do it how you want. But some people found in the book a picture of them using it incorrectly. 
And they all jumped my case. They're like, oh, well, look, you know, the book has it. So you're saying the book is wrong. So I guess the developers wanted it that way. I was just like, oh, I'm going to kill all these people. <laughs> so I, I go to talk to Andy Hoare, the product. Was he the specialist oh. games head chief? Or something like that, yeah. He's the guy in charge of specialist games, right. which is in charge of Blood Bowl. So I go to message him on Facebook, and I look, and I'm like, wait a minute. What's that picture? So I look at his profile picture, and it's the image I was using in the thread to explain stuff. Which was the old template, <laughs> the new template on top of the old template, right. to show everybody this is the proper way to use it. Yeah. So I just messaged him. I'm like, dude, you're killing me. That's amazing. <laughs> so Scott took a f- picture of it and sent it to the community and was like, look, well, I guess the game's designer wanted to chip in. Now... I don't speak for Andy, and Andy is. I don't speak for Games Workshop, and Andy didn't say anything. He did he not just change tell his me yes, picture. no, or anything. I'm never going to say what you know that he backed this up. But come on, people, <laughs> it was so gratifying, though. And to be fair, people, it, I don't know if it does matter because it is random, but it matters. It was designed a certain way. It matters to me because it. it oh, just, I agree too. It's an aesthetic thing, so... And also, I've had arguments with people before. When... This is something you can't bring up on Facebook because no one's going to listen. But you guys are stuck, so you're going to listen. I've had games where I had it set a certain way, or someone did, and then you roll, and they just move it like on a kickoff Mm -hmm. without looking at the scatter template. And then we play, and then we look, and I'm like, wait... They have it set up wrong, so actually it should be this way. And then if I say something, then I'm being a, a dick because, <laughs> oh, well, you, you're just saying that because it benefits you. I'm going, no, but I just want things to be right. All right. So. All right, we can move on from that discussion. Yes. I just had to bring that up because it, it went so much. <laughs> it, was so, it was so long. And then, of course, after you posted that photo, everybody shut up. It was Every amazing. Single person. It was like a mob of people with pitchforks and knives mm-hmm. came, burn the witch, burn the witch. <laughs> and then all of a sudden somebody just walked by with a sign that said, it's not a witch. <laughs> and then it was just crickets. It was amazing. Now, not one person goes, well, it's still random, but I guess you're right. <laughs> right. Never got that. I don't think it really matters, but I guess you're right. That is the intent on how they designed it. That's all I wanted. And then I had some people like, well, I guess this pitch isn't valid. And they showed me a picture, and I'm like, no, that's that's fine, because the two is facing towards the sideline. <laughs> oh, the nitpickiness. Good times. Absolutely. <laughs> Good times. So anything else we want to talk about? No. I'm going to a Oracle Cup at the end of this week. So, so hopefully this episode's out before then. And I am... In two weeks, I guess, from today that the day we're recording, I'll be driving back from Iowa, going to Three Die Brawl. So we got to probably will be very tournament heavy. Yeah. So this episode, we're going to do Death Zone 2. Next episode's probably just going to be talking about tournaments completely. Our, our adventures at Amoracle Cup and at Three Die Brawl. And who knows what else. Now, we I do. I would love to go to Three Die Brawl, but I'm not sure if I'm going to. And I'm not even going to suggest it until I see how much this weekend wipes me out. Dude, you're going to be wiped out. 
I'm sure. And I'm I, probably not going to be want to, want to be around people. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be more, you're going to be more wiped out than a Chaos Cup weekend. And Chaos Cup weekends are pretty busy. Because you're traveling longer. Yeah, that's very true. So And dealing with a lot of new people. Well, there's going to be a ton of people there. I mean, it's going to be a Chaos Cup type feel, but I'm just saying the more travel, more in mm-hmm. the car. You're not driving back one day and then having a day recover. Oh, yeah. You're going to be driving two days back. And and then go back to work for two days. Yeah. And so. then either that Friday I would have to take off again to go and drive up to Iowa. But yeah. It'll probably depend on Michael. If Michael goes, I might... I can probably make a trip up to Tulsa and then hitch a ride, but I'm that's not, cool. I don't see it happening. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. We'll report back some awesome results. And I I'll said miss, we just say I'm missing Chance and Drew, but I said we save your adventures of from Buccaneer Bowl for that episode. And yeah. We'll just do it all about all these, especially okay. since all the tournaments are radically different in, in yeah. play styles and rules. And Very stuff. different. So that should be interesting. But let's. Uh, Let's get into this Death Zone Season 2, because uh, I was working the shop yesterday, and I had a couple people ask me like my opinions, and I just had to say, listen to the next <laughs> podcast, because we're going to record tomorrow. It's coming soon. <laughs> so where do you want to start? You want to just start from the beginning here? Well, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and get into it. All right, I'm ready. you like Blood Bowl? Well, you're listening to this, so probably yes. How about magic? How about board games? How about just a random assortment of dice or comic books? If you're in or near the Norman, Oklahoma area, come on down to Wizard Asylum, or check them out online at wizardsasylum.com or on Facebook at Wizards Asylum. Okay, so busting open Death Zone Season 2. Yay! On the cover, we have Scrappa's sore head. And you can tell that because he has a sore on his head. What? We'll get into that more later. Oh, that's like foreshadowing? or It's also just the facts. I mean, he has a sore on his head. That's the guy on the cover. This could be any goblin. Okay, well, moving on. I I honestly didn't even think about him being Scrappa's sore head. But now I I, I get it. I get it. Inside cover, we've got painted models like they used to do in the old days. I love this. That's really cool. It's even got Grack the Great, Master of the High Kick, and Cannonball Crumbleberry, the living projectile, which are not in the book. Mm, That's okay. Doesn't bother you? Um... I I don't know how I feel about them. I don't feel like... I just... I've accepted that they're going <laughs> to do things like they did in the old White Dwarf that if you want to play Just with them, you can. Yeah. I get that. I don't like it... really recognize that these are part of Blood Bowl. They are, but they're not. So like if you collected them, that's cool. I would be okay with that reasoning if they were not in the book. They're in the book. There's no reference to them elsewhere in the book. Like I if you would like to purchase these, you can get them from the Warhammer store. Sure. Or there should be a little explosion next to both of these, like a little blurb that says exclusively only at... Exactly. There should be something indicating that. I get that, that part. Because so. I'm, I'm, I try to look at stuff 
from the people who are just picking up off the shelf. We know everything because we're on Facebook. We're involved in everything. But the guys off the shelf, they look at that. They're like, oh, that's cool. How do I get that? Or why are they not in this book? Because this book is supposed to have everything you need. Sure. Yeah. Not so okay. Much. I wouldn't mind to see a few more other players. Like, in the old books, they had another, like a human lineman with a different paint kit or whatever. Right. Yeah. Color scheme, so you could go like, oh, that's a Middenheim Marauder. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how he's painted. Or here's an Albion Wanderer. I like those. I don't know if I ever want to see any more humans or orcs <laughs> painted. But at the same time, I like seeing the different like paint styles. Yeah, and same here. Kits. So and the different colors and everything. Yeah. So I get what you're saying though. You're right. Probably Grack and Crumpleberry should have been some type of like, like you said, exclusive at. You know, the Warhammer store or whatever. But. Yeah, just my two cents. Or and or these other ones probably should have said, now, now that we're nitpicking this, I didn't even think about this. <laughs> All these are through Forge World. Yeah. There's nothing to tell you. Go to ForgeWorld.com to get these. Not at all. And it's not like you can order them at your local retailer where you bought the book. Well, maybe that's going to change. It might. and That would be awesome. If that is the case, <clears throat> great. Because I don't want to pay Forge World prices. <laughs> I don't care about resin versus plastic. Hell, I'm not even taking them out of the package. So I was using the second ed, well, I guess third ed, um, Bob and Jim. Mm-hmm. Yep, the old artwork. I was going through old white dwarfs and saw the original Bob and Jim. Remember them? The, the announcer people that were just like the clone people? Yeah, they're like clones of each other. Right, because all TV announcers are the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I mean, all it, it's Nifton stuff. Yeah, it something they tried way back then. In in White Dwarf One Hundred and One, they have a artist spotlight on Pete Nifton. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd like to borrow that. It's pretty yeah. neat. Hey, right, so what are we going to next? Um, table contents. You get your first taste of. It's very very small print that. There's some forgeworld.com at the very bottom. Do you see that? It's really oh, tiny. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so you have the table of contents, uh, and then it goes right into the new star players, or what they are calling the new star players to the new fans of Blood Bowl. Right. So first up is Barak Farblast. So the cool thing <clears throat> is, with each of these star players, we're getting a... Nice fluff background or to uh, satisfy some people who don't like the term fluff. What right. Because you background pick, character. You pick fluff from your belly button. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then what was no it? No disrespect to anybody who doesn't like the term fluff, which is not calling it anything else. I mean, it's not a demeaning. What, what was the real term he wanted to call it? Creative uh, design? Background information. I don't know. Okay. There's the, not a better way of saying it. It's fluff. Okay. It doesn't lessen the product. It's I guess just, that comes from some deal way back when that people would whine and like demean. They just did that for fluff reasons and right and the old forty k or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I've always heard it in a positive term my entire life. Yeah, same here. So yeah, that's why I guess it's just where it's wherever you come from. So, anyways, so. As we go over these star players, I'm going to sound like I have a ton of complaints <laughs> or like things that Which don't Which means like. he has a ton of complaints. No, I, I want to state that I'm just basing this off of previous Blood Bowl knowledge. Right. I've almost accepted 
that this Blood Bowl universe is just another separate timeline. Yeah. <laughs> in my in my brain, we're not in the the year twenty five seventeen for this Chaos Cup. Just this is this is how Star Trek got rebooted. We mm-hmm. went back in time. We have a new Kirk <laughs> and all that. I'm almost accepted that fine. If that's what they wanted to do, just come out and say it, and I'll accept it. I'm pretty sure, and I'm going to say that I may have spoken to inside sources, but I would not say specifically who, and I would not say what they said. But I get the understanding that the time was rolled back so they had more freedom to do things that they wanted to do. We would love Food Games Workshop to just come out in some official capacity and say, hey, everybody, we've decided to set the time back to X. And this is why, so that we can do this in the future. But there's not a cohesive overall narrative that they stick to. And someone suggested that the the reason they went back is due to the old rules and a lot of head fluff that people do, headcanon, you know, and the games and the the video game and the card game and the novels and the short stories, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You have all these people putting ideas forward that are technically under the umbrella of GW. But since they don't really have an overall Bible to it that they stick to, and a Bible is like in a comic or a TV show where all the facts are laid out so that you know you have a reference to go back to. Mm-hmm. Since GW doesn't have that, they decided it was better to go back in time some and just do what they want. So they're never going to come out and say I that's know. what they're doing. And that's what I would like them to come out. Doing. I mean,. Most of us have read enough comic books where stuff gets reset and we just accept it. Or, yeah. like, this is the, what was the Marvel universe? The Ultimate Universe. Yeah. And we've accepted that. Like, oh, Spider-Man's different or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I can accept this. I'm still going to point out what I think are things they missed or maybe made a mistake or what was different sure. back then. But and- the more and more I'm just kind of accepting that this is an- another tangent Blood Bowl universe also, so I can enjoy it more instead yeah. of being a neckbeard who's worried about it. Yeah. I'm still going to point out stuff. There's, there's, there's but I, I, don't, I don't mean it to sound... I know, but there's been a lot of people lately who's like, everybody's complaining about stuff. No, I really appreciate it. Overall, no matter what I say going forward, I'm pretty happy by this book. And the people involved are very... They are very closely looking at the information they put out. And they want it to be as accurate as possible. But due to editing and just mistakes that happen, things happen. So they, and we'll get to that. They can actually address that in a future volume through little side blurbs or something. But it's not like they're going to come out in the errata and say, well, we messed up here. (laughs) Speaking of, the first mess up we have. All right, so we have Barrick Farblast. Uh, we get a little origin story about him. We get a player profile that explains like some career highlights and stuff. And then, of course, we get his stats. I didn't see anything in his stats that's changed. You know, I didn't really go over everything, but no, nothing looked different. Um, so 
the one thing that I found a big glaring thing, <laughs> problem was is later in the book, we have some teams of like legendary famous teams, Hall mm-hmm. of Fame teams, where they give you a roster. And, and back, background information. And background information. And they say that the Grudge Bears formed in 2492, which made this Hall of Fame team crazy since it was their first year in existence. Well, right off the bat in career highlights, Barrick Flyer Blast, um, what year did they say? In 2459, which is like 30-some years earlier, it talks about how he played for the Grudge Bears. Mm-hmm. Even his player profile says, originating team, the Grudge Bears. Yeah. It should be the Dwarf Warhammerers from 2nd Edition. They were known as the dwarves that used all sorts of machinery and death rollers and chainsaws, all that stuff. They were kind of like the goblin version of a a dwarf team. They used bombs. If you go back to 2nd Edition, there's a picture of the Mulner Brothers, which is the three dwarves that are all like... One has a chainsaw, one has a bomb, and I think one's grabbing at you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the, they're crazy dwarves that love weapons. And according to the unofficial official GW <laughs> source, that is correct. Okay. It should be the Warhammerers. So they just missed it in editing? or The editor who is editing the book is not as finely tuned to the Blood okay. Bowl universe as the people who are writing it. So when something slips through, they don't catch it. Okay. They're looking for spelling and grammatical errors. Okay. So, unfortunately, that snuck through. It might be updated in the future, but... Yeah. Once again, I've read enough comics that I can think that the Grudge Bears were around and they got erased from history for some reason. And yeah. everybody didn't think they reappeared until 2492. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, overall, though, it was a really cool little profile. So, next up is Glart Smash Rip. Not, Not Glart Rip. Glart, Glart Smash, Smash Rip. Rip Jr. This is Glart Smash Rip from, I believe, first edition. Uh, there was an obese rat in the. Was it first ed? It was first ed. It wasn't second ed. In the first white dwarf? I believe so, yes. Okay. I, do, I don't have it, but I believe I Glart Smash Rip, the big fat rat, is really from first edition. Okay. And really, it was just a rat with the obese mutation, right? From what I understand, yes. Okay. And then in 2nd then edition, there was a mutation called obese, mm-hmm. where you couldn't go for it, and um, which, which was called sprint back then. Uh, yeah, you got, like a, I believe, a strength plus two and maybe some armor. Oh, a stand firm? No, there wasn't. No, there's no oh, stand okay. firm. So it wasn't that. It was definitely you were fatter, though. Maybe you lost movement, too. Maybe that's what oh, it was. Think, you lost yeah. movement. You lost your ability to sprint. Because that wasn't a skill, that was a number. And then you got some strength. It was a pretty awesome mutation. <laughs> this was pretty cool. Um, not too many glaring errors. And I might have read, I, I swear I read this a couple times. It talks about he ate a ref and he got in trouble. And then in his profile, it <sighs> yeah. talks that he ate 13 refs before he got in trouble that or was something. An- in the background, it talks about how he was barred from the NAF for eating an official. So that was a very big sticking point of the background information. It's very cool. But since he was so good, they brought him back as a journeyman star player type. So that's why he's a star player now, is that he was banned before. Sure. But in the breakdown of everything on his career totals, 
it does list 13 officials eaten. So, I don't know. So, maybe he ate 12 after, after? Okay. he was, but I don't. Okay. Uh, Very minor. It's a minor, but it's, if we're nitpicking, that's one of them. Um, he but is... the character himself, mm-hmm. why does he have claw? I'm, I'm just going off of the model. Let's talk about that for a second, because... The well, old one has claw. Junior, right? Junior has claw. The Junior is a like a blitzer, like a Skaven blitzer with a strength plus one. Mm-hmm. Claw, and I think Juggernaut. So he's a little different than this. A little bit different than this. But not much. Right. And he's this, now this a lot one, more expensive, right? Right, he's 210. The, Is that all? Yes, he's only oh, okay, two. So he's not that much more expensive. Uh, this Glart sma- this Glart Smash Rip is um, he can play for a Skaven and Underworld teams, just like the old one. He's one ninety. He has five movements, so seven, uh, four strength, two agility, nine armor, eight armor. I'm sorry, yeah, you're right, eight armor. Uh, but yeah, he has his claw. Why? Well, I don't know. Is it because he's eating people? I. Is that the justification? In my head, every time I hear Claw and a Skaven, I think of that old Third Ed miniature with a big big crab crab claw. claw. Mm -hmm. And I think I need to accept that they just have long fingernail claws. And then it doesn't bother me as much. Because later in the book, when we look at an old Underworld team, they have Split Tendon Cutter, Mm -hmm. who's a second edition star player. He never had anything claw or mighty blow or anything like that, but they gave him claw again, so it's like a default skill. But I'm accepting that it's not a crab claw, right? And he has long claws, and the new miniature shows him having kind of longer claws than. Oh, does it? Uh huh. I guess I didn't see that part. It's not like way outrageous yeah. claws, but it's definitely like if that guy hits you, he's going to claw you just like a rat ogre would. Okay. I was just thinking he was cutting people open and eating them. Oh, which might be the same thing. Uh, his background was really cool. It even gave lots of references unofficially to Glart Smash Rip Jr., saying that he has supposedly lots of children who have taken up his namesake, or, yeah. or possibly children, or other just players that have taken up his namesake. So they basically gave a head nod to Glart Smash Rip Jr. without talking about Glart Smash Rip Jr. So let's get into this. This is essentially a replacement or a redo of Glart Smash Rip Jr. Correct. And we'll see that coming up a couple more times where they're just redoing old star players. That's what it feels like. now. And they are. I mean, I know people Some can people say that they're said... coming from different angles, but they're not. Right. I mean, they're way too similar to not be just... Sure. A remake. But they're officially never going to say, like, yeah, this is a copy. We like this guy better than the other. Right. But we're not going to take the other guy away because we don't want people to be mad or There's whatever. nothing for GW to take away because those don't exist to them. This is my issue when it comes to the NAF and tournaments. Skaven or Underworld teams don't need access to Clart and Clart Jr. Oh, that's going to be awesome when it happens. And that's even more prevalent when we get to the next guy. Creek Rust Gouger, the Verminator. So Creek Rust Gouger is basically a cybernetic version of what we used to have as Fez's Glitch. Yeah. In the CRP rules. I don't like him being cybernetic. I don't you, like him being a knockoff of the Terminator. I, I... It bothers me. I think they could have used this type of 
background and story with something else that was not a ball and chain. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm if this was a chainsaw, chain, but... if this was a chainsaw rat, that'd been so yeah. different. Yeah. Can you imagine like a rat that could run Ooh. seven and then hit you with a chainsaw? Yeah, that'd be nasty. This is also because I've always loved Fizzglitch as like a dumb, crazy rat that's hopped up on, um, you know, warp stone slinging a ball around. So, yeah. so the background on this one's really cool. Uh, basically, it's stating that he got banned. But then they tore him apart and put him back together again with new pieces. And now he's a new player, so he can't be banned. So then he gets banned. And then he gets taken apart, put back together, and is a brand new player. Right. So I like how a lot of these fluff backgrounds are going into the actual rules committee and the NAF. And there's an engineering department and there's a rules department. There was a... um... Uh, orc in second edition called Greaser Greer Grinder. Gr- Greer Grinder. Gear Grinder. <laughs> yes, Greaser Greer. Nope. I can't say it because I think of Pam Greer. Pam Greaser. Greer Grinder. There's a brat who really loved to right. watch Pam Greer movies. <laughs> Pam Greer Grinder. Now I said the wrong first name. <laughs> you said the Greaser. Wrong both names. <laughs> Gear Grinder. Correct. <laughs> I. When I was reading this, I really wish this was Greaser. Yeah, me too. I wish it was an orc that maybe maybe it was a crazy orc with a ball and chain. Not that that team needs a ball and chain guy, but and you get what I'm saying. I'm okay with it being a Skaven whatever. And even a Skaven ball and chain is still cool. I don't know why you don't do Fez glitch, but I'm assuming most of the, these reasons are legal. You know, they don't, maybe so. They don't want to have any idea or any problems with you know ip or anything i would have been so they just create brand new people if this was fez glitch rust gouger that would have been perfectly fine to yeah. me in my head but you know whatever and uh, fez glitch like a computer program having a glitch and he freaks out mm-hmm. instead of fez get yeah, i don't know sure um so pretty cool in, um, in, what's the difference between him and fez glitch well, two movement for one. Fez glitch is only three movement, right? Believe this, so. This one's five, so he's gonna really bang it around. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think Mighty Blow is on this one. I don't think Fez glitch. I could be wrong. I'm not positive. And I don't have the books with me, and I'm not gonna get up and get them. So, whoever's out there, oh, but Steve might have one right behind us. Oh, he has his cards. Look at this guy. All right, did you get it? Okay, so we've got the book Fez glitch from the CRP. Has loner ball and chain, disturbing presence, foul appearance, no hands, a secret weapon. That's right. And and three movement? Four, seven, three, seven. All I know. So he was not very, I mean, he was annoying. He's got this ball full of disgusting stuff. So he's going to be hard to take down. He's causing problems if you pass. I, I know it's probably not the right thing to do with Skaven, but I sure would love to play with Creek Rust Gouger. And Fez Glitch on the same team for 230. Yeah. And uh, when Creek has Ball and Chain, Mighty Blow, Prehensile Tail, that's pretty dang good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It's got to it's gotta be attempted at some point. That's all I can say. And 
I don't know, just one thirty for that. That's just that's just really good. I might have to just blow some tournaments and do the Glart and Glart Junior and, and a bunch of linemen, and then do Fez Glitch and this guy at some yeah. point. But it was a cool background. It, it kind of spotlighted the Warpfire Warriors, which was an Escaven team from the past. So oh, I like that. So yeah. Uh, next up is Horcon Heart Ripper, one of my favorites. I just like stabbing people. Only thing I could find in here, and it's just kind of nitpicky. Uh, they talk about the Dark Mountain Spiders, which I played at the last Three Die Brawl. Right. Um, they were the team in the second edition creative design or fluff that was a team of spiders. So they had like the record for the most um, players on a roster. And that's that's what turned it into you can only have 16 rostered players on your team. Right. Um, it sounds like they're a chaos team because in the very first quote is in Harkon's background says, and it's a quote from uh, Bob, I think it says, I got to say, Jim, the dark mountain spiders have a tough season, but things are starting to look up for the no good chaos, creepy crawlers and chaos is not an adjective. It is a noun because it's capitalized, but it's creepy crawlers. So why would they say that about? I don't know. So I, I mean I, the spiders, but I have a question mark here. Just saying, like I wonder, like in their head, did they want to give them a race instead of giving them, not mentioning? I just didn't know if they wanted to mention a team that was a race that didn't exist or not. So I don't know. It's not they even mentioned in their fishmen in the last one though. I know they did, or not fishmen. Um, it was fishmen somewhere. Sea uh, elves, sea elves, and fishmen. Fishmen were mentioned somewhere. I think that was old school. Okay. But. So I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to say that the Dark Mountain Spiders are now a chaos team or not. But either way. So now that I have the book, let me look at Harkon. Just make sure that he didn't change any. I don't think he did. I think he's still same price. 210. 210. I did think it was really neat that they uh, said his originating team was the Ashbane Vendettas, which was an old team from the the Fluff and Dark Elf cool. team from the Fluff. So I was like really happy to see that. Yeah. So he's the same as he used to be. Yeah. And uh, it was a pretty cool little background. Next up are the Swift Twins. So we see a return of two players. One... That was mentioned in 2nd edition, and one that was a star player for the Elfheim Eagles in 2nd edition. And one was mentioned um, in the last book. Right, as being retired in 2501 when the book setting was in 2494 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever it was. It was one of the examples. 2496. It was one of the examples we pointed to when we were like, so they have stuff in here (laughs) for the future past the date that they're at. Right. So we have the Swift Twins. This is uh, Valen Swift and Lucen Swift. Uh, Lucen Swift used to play for the Galadrith Gladiators, and Valen Swift used to play for the Elfheim Eagles alongside um, Soren Hightower, who we already have a star player for. Um, these guys are kind of in the same vein as Grack and Crumpleberry or Brickfarth and Grotty. You get both players for one cost, and uh, they have some type of, like, Weird uh, bonus or something. I I don't 
mind the the fact that they both play together. That's kind of interesting. I don't see how or why you'd ever do that because it's three hundred ninety for two amazing elves. But that's a lot of inducements. Um, <laughs> Although I might be able to play with these in my next game if I don't take <laughs> if I don't take any journeymen. So maybe I true. should find out if these are legal. Um, my main concern is they have a skill that is not a skill written in the skill sheet. It's more of along the lines of you have to bring this book with you to any tournament or league where you're playing them to show that they have this ability. That's not that huge of a deal, but yes. And it, the ability is while one of the Swift Twins is in the dead and injured box, the other Swift Twin loses the loner skill. Uh, no, I don't like that. Because I'm going to be taking Lucian with his block, loader, mighty blow, and tackle, and his seven, three, four, eight. And I'm going to send that guy up to get killed as fast <laughs> as possible. Okay. So that I can get Valen with his accurate nerves of steel, pass, safe throw, and sure hands, and his seven, three, five, seven, and just destroy you with him unless you knock him down. So, which I guess is pretty easy since he doesn't have dodge or block. But I almost feel like it, sh- it should work the opposite way. Like, maybe they should be 20 more. So, like, 14. I mean, it's still... Let's say they're I not. I would like that better. One of them gets hurt, and the other one doesn't know what to do. So yeah. now he gets loner. He's distracted, so now he's got loner. Right. I would like that much better, because that actually fits the fluff. Because that feels like... Oh, my brother's hurt. I'm more concerned about him than this game. I'm not yeah. listening to the coach. But while we're together, man, we are like liquid fire, man. We, mm-hmm. We're smooth and doing whatever we need to do. So I don't think it matters. It, I don't think it does. I, I can't, it's just annoying. Listeners, whoever gets a chance to play with the Swift Twins in your league, please report back a story because I want to hear it. I just don't see how elves are going to get like... Unless it's a new, brand new team coming into a league. I'm sure they can. And it's going to hurt you because they would take any touchdowns or whatever. But I just don't like the idea of having to bring this book to show you have a skill. Sure. Period. I get that. And people are going to say, well, you'd have to to show the stats and stuff. But you're also right there, so I don't know what I'm really complaining about. <laughs> now, we're just used to only carrying one book around instead of four. So. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, this page does have one of the greatest things ever in a GW book. Are we going to claim? Uh, through the unofficial, unofficial official source, <laughs> uh, this may or may not have been uh, influenced by our last podcast about Death Zone 1. Okay. Bugman's Book of Records. Ever since a blatantly false misprint in a copy of Spike magazine, Valen Swift has been... Uh, hounded by rumors that he's left the Elfheim Eagles for good. Despite his assertions that he's just on hiatus, and the fact that the offending article gave his leaving date as more than five years in the future, the annoying gossip just won't die. Hmm. We might have a hand in that. (laughs) And that is just awesome. That's cool. Now, if we don't, eh, it's fine. But we did point it out. And it's it's interesting to see them correct fluff with fluff. Yeah. And that's the only way they would do it. So, like, next time there might be some tidbit saying, well, the, you know, Barak actually played for the Warhammerers, not the Grudge Bearers. Right. Or okay. something. 
But it's neat. Next star player is Bo Galante. Am I saying that correctly? Or is it Galant? I was thinking Galant. Okay. Well, it has the E with the little... Yeah. I don't know. I'm not French. Bo Galant. Okay. We'll, we'll say Bo, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. Yep. Bo Leave. Bo Leave. Okay. Wrestling joke. At this point, before we talk about this guy, why aren't the star players in alphabetical order? I don't know. I don't think that matters for here. <laughs> it obviously doesn't matter because I, was, I justify going like, oh, it must be their last names. And then I'm like, no, it must be, you know, by the races. No. I would also think it might be by races. I don't know. Because what have we got? Dwarf. This one's a high elf, so that throws everything out of the way when but you it have put Skaven. Elves, it puts all the elves together. Okay, well. And it puts the Skaven together. But still, I just don't get it. So, Bo Gallant, or Bo Galante, as I want to pronounce his name, he's basically just an uppity snobbed elf, just like they he's, were kind of imagined in second edition, where they cared about their hair and their makeup and their clothes. This comes very close to stereotypically gay. I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for. Well, I'm glad you just went out and said that. I'm just going to say it. I mean... No, that's exactly what it sounds like. I don't think I have a problem with that. Because they're not making fun of gay people. They're making fun of elves. But then all elves are gay. But not all elves are gay. I mean, yes, it's just a joke article thing. But it was interesting. It's okay, though. It's, yeah. I'm not saying... Anyways. I don't know about this guy. I don't know if he's needed. I don't see any... In, I don't have any... But he he's only high elf. He's, so high, he's high elf. Is he really filling a need for the high elf team? He's dodge, loner, sidestep, sprint, sure feet, uh, eight, three, four, seven, and he's 160. I don't know. I mean, the high elves don't come with dodge... So, High Elves, they have eight armor, though, right? No, they have seven. They just have seven? They just have seven. Why are they so expensive? Because they have eight movement. Oh, is that what it is? They have eight movement. All throughout? Mm-hmm. No, High Elf catchers have eight movement. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But they are expensive, so I just, I don't know, he just kind of reminds me of, I think there's like an undead star player like Jay Earlice or somebody like that. Who's is basically like a ghoul catcher that has like a couple of skills, but it's like to me it doesn't feel like it's worth the money. I don't know. Yeah. I don't see a point. I don't see any time that I would take him. Because I should have catchers and I would want catchers to be my catchers. And even at a tournament, I he's okay, but I would probably just sooner Take a catcher and put block on them. His purpose is probably a one-turn score because he has sidestep, he has sure feet, and he has sprint. So yeah, that allows that... him to move 11 squares. So you need to push somebody twi- push somebody into him twice to get him up. To... Yeah, but if you can do that, I guess so. That's what I'm... Yeah, that's probably the I'm only... not good at one-turn scoring and positioning to do right. that. I know there's other people around the world who are great at it. So maybe that's his purpose is you have him on your team. You need that one-turn score. You can do yeah. I did like the uh, L'Oreal Elf Locks Fabulous Follicles Award, 2491 <laughs> to 2493. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh, he used to 
it mentions a, a game at against the Fire Isle Phoenixes. Yeah, that was cool. Is that an old school team? I don't recall it. I'm pretty sure it's not. Fire Island is a very big gay resort. Oh. So, and Phoenix is flaming. Gotcha. I don't remember his originating team either. The Taranoch Titans. Now, they might be in. I didn't go check like the Laura Nuffle or anything right. to see. But I, I love hearing about these old teams. Yeah. You it's know. cool. I always like seeing team names. You notice they're not called the, we like to jump over the line and score elves. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd like to remind everybody, if you look at all these names, they're like real team names pretty much throughout the whole book. Yeah. Not like the ones that you're basing it off of, um, you know, well, you know Jimi Hendrix songs. There's always the Gouge Die or the Chaos All-Stars that don't, or the uh, World's Edge Wanderers or... Mm-hmm. There are ones that don't fit that criteria, sure. but that's fine. But they're still, they still fit it. Yes. Next up, uh, Willow Rosebark. It was an interesting backstory. I love Willow, and I know most people don't. I don't get it. She's fine. Where I was saying I don't know why you need the last guy, Bo Gallant, you always tell me that about Willow. When I say, like, I'm going to take Willow on my team, and you're like, I don't get it. Why yeah. would you bother? So She's fine. She's pretty cool. I think she gives elves that four strength person that you need to just get a, you know, you don't need a guard. You get two dice on a common person. So that's why I like her when I induce her, like for Amazons or elves. But I understand if you don't like her. I, yeah, I guess so. To me, she's cheap. She is cheap. I'll give you that for a four strength person. So And she does have three agility, so she could run the ball if you wanted. Yeah. So... Anyways, don't know yeah. why you would, but yeah, Willow's background nothing really like stood out as like super awesome. I thought it was interesting that she protected the area, but um, so she's like a spirit. I guess they officially said she's the first dryad that played, mm-hmm. first appearance of a dryad in an NAF sanctioned game. So that like, was pretty neat. Kind of like the picture of her. It makes me want to change my model I use when I play with Willow. Yeah, if they put out a. A figure that looked anything like that. He would be pretty awesome. Yeah. It would be pretty awesome. Next up is Carla Von Kill. Which is just Zara the Slayer. Um, I don't see any stab. <sighs> or a special rule that, you know, stakes work yeah. against. No stab, no stakes. Okay. Other than that, Zara the Slayer. <laughs> you can't say that. Well, see, if I take away stab and stakes, uh-huh. that would leave me block, dauntless, dodge, and jump up. Oh, okay. They both have loner. Yeah, they do both have loner, so all okay, of those skills completely match. Fine, let's go to the stat line. Six, mm-hmm, four, mm-hmm. three, eight. Does mm-hmm. that match? Yeah, that would be the exact same. I thought Zara had seven armor. No, she has eight. Oh. So, and... <clears throat> Her cost is 220, not 270. So it's almost like you took away a single and a double skill. Huh. Yes, yeah, same damn player. I know. I know, I know, I know. Now, um, don't get me wrong. I'm perfectly fine with her being in the, in the book. I like her background. I love the picture. Um, I'm okay with the name. Isn't Von Kill... 
a name that's been around before? <laughs> um, they said there's. It's mentioned like the current NAF commissioner. His last name is Von Kill. But really, I I'm almost 100 percent sure. Back when I played Second Edition for the old time ogres, I had a ogre called Crusher Von Kill. <laughs> just just like it's spelled here. <laughs> As silly as that is. K-A-R-L-A, Crusher. Uh-huh. Crusher with a K and then Von (laughs) Kill. And he's even on the latest edition of my traveling or tournament um, ogre team. So I think they heard me talk about him on previous podcasts. And they were like, that is an awesome name, Von Kill. Let's make a Carla Von Kill. Because we don't want to take Scott's ogre idea. Sure, of course. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what they so got it too. Just so. like we're claiming that they put that blurb <laughs> in about and had to change and like fix stuff because of us with mm-hmm. the elves retiring or Valen Swift retiring. I'm claiming this one too. Von Kill came out of the mind of Scott when he was in junior high. You're welcome. You know one thing that bothers me about this? What's that? And it's not really something to, I guess. I can't really. I wish she was in a different rule book, only because that picture is awesome, and I would love for that picture to be on the cover. Oh, I agree. The fact that you could have a Blood Bowl book come out with a female star player on the cover totally agree would be amazing. Totally agree because there are women who want to play this game, and we've taught a couple, and. You know, things are not as sexist as they used to be. You know, we don't have the babe. You know, there's not that many teams around that are easy to find that are nude anymore. Even though 15 years ago, that's all you could find for female teams. Sure. Uh, so I thought that would be kind of neat. But They play for the exact same teams too? Amazons, Halfling, Human, Norse? Is that how... I remember the old Zara I thought could play for dwarves. Yeah, she could play for dwarves. Could she play for Norse? No. Well, yeah. Amazon dwarf human Norse. And then the new ones for 6th Ed was Halfling, High Elf, and Wood Elf. Halfling, High Elf. Yeah. So I guess the new one can no longer play for High Elves and Wood Elves. Okay. Wait. Go back to Zara the Slayer. Read off the teams she okay. can play for. Zara the Slayer can play Amazon, Dwarf, Halfling, High Elf, Human, Norse, or Wood Elf. Okay. So they dropped the elf teams with they Carla Von Kill. All the elf teams. Okay. See, they're different. Okay. <laughs> um, and they dropped drop the dwarf team. They did drop dwarf. See, they're different. Hmm. Doesn't that make you happy? No. I mean, it's fine. It's. I'm just giving you a hard time. It's probably better that way because no dwarf team was going to take Zara, but I could see a dwarf team take Carla. True. Uh, it's just interesting. Yeah. It it really does feel like a clone player. Yeah, and uh, it, if you play halflings in a league. Are you going to take Carla and Zara if you could? Without a doubt, because I like to pl- take Zara over Deep Root anyways. Yeah, more mobility, so yeah. you can blitz and hit people or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
So you could have two trees. If these rules were in of these, if these rules were in place now for three die brawl, I might try to work both of them into a halfling team and take it. I can see that. I don't know if the math is there, but I sure would love to try it. But overall, we'll see where it goes. Originating team, the Hockstead Hellfires. Hockstadt. Hockstadt. Hockstadt Hellfires. Oh, pretty Which interesting. Probably is something. I don't know. These these backgrounds have a lot of talk about stadiums, which I think is pretty neat. Well, I think that's foreshadowing to yeah, for it is. what's coming out. Uh, then we have Helmet Wolf. Yeah, Helmet Wolf. Which in the picture looks like an old orc guy. He looks orc to you? He just that's looks like an old crazy Norse guy to me. He looks kind of greenish, but that's probably just the hue. Oh, yeah, of the artwork. Yeah. And he's, he's wearing a shirt. And if I look closely, it doesn't look like he's wearing a shirt. Just, I don't know. I can see that. But he's cool. Never thought of him as an old dude. So what I was pretty happy about this, reading his profile, there's a uh, mention of the the Chainsaw Loonies from 2nd Edition. How yeah. all teams could carry you know, Loonies back then. And that was true. You could replace a lineman position with a Chainsaw guy. And it was, in, it was also interesting because back before 5th, was it 5th Ed? Were the prices changed big time on Chainsaws? Uh, Living Room Book 6. Was it 6? Six? 6 in the CRP, which is the yeah. same thing. So. so, in LRB 5, the Chainsaw people were way too cheap. Right. And then LRB 6 came out, and it wasn't so bad. Bumped them up a little bit. Yeah. So, I, I thought that background, and again, talking about... And it's, it's really neat how most of these backgrounds talk about why they've become a star player. Mm-hmm. Not just why they played or who they were, but specifically why they no longer play for regular teams or in, and or just star players. Right. Uh, they mentioned the old, um, which is funny, Helmut Wolf's an older player here. He's 47 years old. I thought that was interesting, too. Um, which is only four years older than me, and he looks like he's 60 in this picture, but whatever. He, well, I would say 60 is low for him. <laughs> he's picture. had a hard life. He has. <laughs> Uh, originating team, the Brender Grimjacks, or Brundar, however you want to pronounce it. The Grimjacks, which I love that team from Second Ed. Right. Which still makes you wonder what kind of a team that was back in the day. We used to think it was undead because uh, the Frankenstein character came from the Brender Grimjacks. Well, I think it There's other times where they're mentioned where it sounds like they're necromantic. And there's other times where they're, like, they're painted up. As like chaos humans in second ed pictures. So the word is out of what the Brenda Grimjacks really were back in second ed. I know it doesn't matter. Well, fluff wise, he was a lineman. So it was a team that has linemen. Right. We know that. So that narrows it down to 18 teams. (laughs) Right. So it's not too bad. So the big thing I saw different with Helmet Wolf from previous versions of Helmet Wolf in the past, the old star player. Could play for Amazons, humans, lizardmen, Norse, slan, or vampire. The new one can play for Amazons, chaos renegade, which is chaos pack, humans, lizardmen, Norse, and vampire. So we lost the slan, which is obvious. Right. For w- obvious reasons why. 
They don't and exist they, yet. Right. And then they've added Chaos Renegade, which is interesting because Chaos Renegade can have Ugrot Bullrot, the chainsaw orc guy. So now Chaos Pack can get oh. has access for, I believe, 210. They can get two chainsaw guys. So this is another factor of were they did they take that in consideration and say we're not going to be doing Ugrat or whatever so let's go ahead and give Helmet access to that team to allow them to have a star player with a chainsaw that might be the case so if that's the case then allowing both of them to play for that team is not in the intentions of GW. So the NAF should look into that and go, well, do we allow both? Do we allow one? Do we not allow them to play for them? Well, that's a big thing with it's the NAF rules. Yeah, exactly. Overall, cool little profile. And the next guy might give you indication that they're phasing out a grot bull rod. Yeah. Which uh, I love this whole background this one might be the best one in the whole book ripper bulgrot so the old troll named ripper they returned his last name of bulgrot he used to have it um but there was also a grot bulgrot which was the orc with the chainsaw mm-hmm. so um they dropped he just became ripper and now he, he gets his last name back and the story goes on about and it used to be a grot the ripper Bullgrot. Right. Is his the, full name. The chainsaw guy. Yeah. yeah. So this whole story talks about Ripper Bullgrot versus Ripper Bullgrot. Right. I thought that was really cool. And this is like a smart troll. Yeah. He's got a, a brain transplant. <laughs> exactly. So it's pretty neat. I was pretty uh, pretty happy with this one. Um, his originating team was Death's Heads. Right. Which was the Orkland, the original Orkland Raiders team. Was it? Yes. Oh. No, I'm sorry. The, uh, the Severed Heads was the original Orkland Raiders team. I'm okay, wrong. Okay, yeah. That sounds right. The Death's Heads, I've heard of them in blurbs before. There's also a team called the Death Witch. The Death Wish from Second Ed, which was Snotlings and Trolls, which is never an official team, but... That's that would, what the minis were. That would be interesting. And yeah, in one of the death pictures. Death Wish. Um, yeah, so my notes here was that, that Ugrot, it says the Chainsaw Guy was uh, banned for life. So I was just curious. Uh, I put my notes, is he written out of history from here on out? Which he might be. Which I'm guessing. And that would make sense as to why uh, Helmet Wolf Helmet came out got access, yeah. Ugrot Bulgrot was a great Chainsaw Guy, though. What do you have? Well, he had nine armor, which was the great thing. So if he hit himself with the chainsaw, he had a chance to survive. If he got knocked down, he had a chance to survive. He had just a chainsaw. Yeah, he could only play for orcs, low new chainsaw, secret weapon, 100 grand, 5339. Not only play for orcs, he could play for cast back. Nope. No, your your rule book is wrong. That is the old one. What? Yeah, that's why it has those faded star players and stuff, because they're still experimental. Oh, I thought this was the that's because they were new. No. Okay, I'm looking at an old one. Whatever. <laughs> I should probably update that. I know this because I played them in a tournament, a NAF sanctioned tournament. Oh, okay. So well, fair enough. But no, this was a really cool background, so enjoy reading this one. 
Any difference between him and the regular one? Uh, not that I saw at all. Same cost and everything. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, next up is Scrap a Sorehead. He is the same cover art as Steve was pointing out for the book. He has no pogo yeah, in the picture. That's, that's my biggest complaint about this whole book. Your star player, Scrap a Sorehead, which the whole background talks about how he never gets off his pogo stick, has no pogo stick in his art. And he's on your cover. And it's like they took the the, the name and sent it to the artist and said, Hey, uh, his name's Scrap a Sorehead. He's a goblin. Figure it out. So... Uh, picture just has him have a sore on his head. If you ask me, they said we're going to put a goblin on here because we're introducing goblin teams and they just used this art under the scrap of sore head profile out of the art that they have created. Yeah, that's fine too. But it, the picture doesn't match up and it's probably important. It bugs me. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with this. Played for the Lowdown Rats, which was, I think, always alluded to back in Second Ed 2, if I remember correctly. That well, was, it I, talks about the secret weapon pioneer Pogo Doom Spider. thought that was a cool name. Mm-hmm. And then the Grunhoff Gutter Snipes. Yeah. Some, sometimes I don't like... <laughs> sometimes the, some of the old uh, names they put in here aren't both down approved. So, Why don't they contact me and ask me? I don't know. Uh, but you should, why don't you just go ahead and read the Bugman's Book of Records note. Is this one I missed? Probably. The, the Dark Mountain Spiders are one of the most unusual teams on the circuit, made of entirely of gigantic, mutated, creepy crawlies. They always struggle to maintain a fan base. It's hard to say whether they're more because of their rather niche, niche appeal... <laughs> Or their habit of celebrating a win by cocooning everyone in the stands to feed them the end. Okay, guess that answers my question. Yeah, so, yeah, they're still spiders. Now, I'm sure there's not many orderly spider teams out there, so they're still ruled by chaos. I understand, and I know now that <laughs> chaos is called chaos chosen, so it just made me question it. Right, I understand. Okay. Next up is Madcap Migs. Here's another, go ahead and just do it. What? This is another instance of we're going to describe a star player to you that's totally different than the picture. Oh, yeah. The art is horrible. I, I don't want to say horrible. It's probably... I, don't, I, don't, I can't tell what's going on in the art. So, that to me, that's horrible. It's a squig, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, and it's interesting. It's like if you took a photo of something and had, like no flash and it was foggy and kind of green out for some reason <laughs> that's what this looks like i can't tell what's going on and the star player very interestingly is a squig rider right it's a and, goblin on top of his squig and people have been playing squig riders for a long time they're very cool and i've seen a ton of awesome models but there's no goblin on top of this squig. Right. So until I read the profile, I thought the star player, Madcap Migs, was the squig. A lot of people online still do because and, they didn't bother to read the fluff. And I, I don't like that because I was like, why don't they just put a rider on it? And then I read it and I was like, oh, then why is this art so misleading? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, you're right. There's a ton of people who buy this book. They don't read this stuff. They just see Madcap Migs and the stat line, and they go for that. Yeah. But very specifically, he quit the Greenhorns, found some cave squigs, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, this star player has a break tackle, claws, leap, loner, no hands, very long legs, wild animal. He's 170, six movement, four strength, three agility, eight armor. This is pretty good for goblins or underworld. Yeah, it's really good for underworld. For 170, I get a four strength guy. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Again... If some of these star players were legal for three-die brawl, it might change how I play. Now, do you see a goblin team taking this that often? Because for 170, goblins have access to a lot of other stuff. Sure. Um, I keep telling myself that I'm going to play goblins like halflings and not rely on the secret weapons. Yeah. But then you're always swayed to like... You're missing the fun. That's what you think. And then you play them and you go, why didn't I just try it the other way? So I have I played would... them four times in my life, lost every match, and had a blast. Well, you lose often, and you enjoy that. So. I don't enjoy it, but I do lose <laughs> often. I would love to try him on a goblin team, for sure. I really like it. I like this guy. Yeah, I do, too. This is the equivalent of having basically a... a... I would rather see it's them... another troll. I would rather see them do this than just do rehashes of the old star players. Sure, I get that. Now, from their viewpoint, only these are official. So if they want those players to, you know, they need to have a balance of star players for all the different teams. So that's what they're trying to do. But to us, we can go back to the CRP and find all the old star players. Right. So I don't know what the right thing to do is currently with star players. Blood Bowl's in a very weird state. It is, but I'm enjoying it. Um, so should we talk about the new optional rules real quick? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure we don't have much choice. <laughs> I don't know about most of these. I really don't. <clears throat> so now we have the option to I will say, buy a star player for your roster. Can I just say this? Sure. As a nitpick of me for design-wise... I really wish each new thing had a different look to the name instead of just being slightly bigger and bold. Mm. Because, like, the the dealing with star players and settling down for a while is bigger and bolder, and then you've got smaller kind of bold. It's hard to tell from one to the next what section you're in. Um, that's just me. I can tell, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, but like, look whereas at, if if they were just a different color, pure black, by the font change. Yeah, I'm not the font change, but the font size and alone, that's what they're doing to indicate that it's different. Yeah, but if they would have put a line underneath it, you definitely would have known. Settling down for a while is the subject. Mm-hmm. Here's the things we're going to talk about under it, and then it's not going to change again until the sponsorship deals. Yeah, because when I was going through it, I thought the sponsoring deals were in addition to the star players. Right. And I was like, wait, what? What did I miss? So sure. I had to go back and redo everything. I get that. Uh, settling down for a while is basically if you want an optional rule to hire a star player, you hire Zug, and you want to keep Zug on your team. That's I don't like this at all. 
I don't see. We're the not need. going to. I mean, yeah. some people will love it though. For, I don't know who, but there's got to be like. I I think this would c- kick into more of effect of if you had new players. That's a group of new guys who play. Let's say it's a a church group, <laughs> and there's four of them who play Blood right. Bowl. And they think the new star players are awesome because they just got the new guy in from Forge World. Yeah. I just bought Griff Overworld. He's awesome looking. And they just want to play with the model. And so then they want to hire him. And that's what I see is a very small league thing. Like, we have a league with me and my friend. I, I can get that, but that completely goes against how we play leagues. Sure. Because to us, it's the team you're taking into the league is your team. And star players are there to help out if they need to. So the whole idea of having a star player be part of your team is just weird. It is, but I understand because star players in second edition came with star players. I mean, teams came with star players. and The star player book was full of star players, and they had a team label to them. You wanted to play with Morg? You played with the Chaos All-Stars. Yeah. You wanted to play with Griff? You wanted to play the the Reek. To me, that was more of an idea of... These were the star players of that team. Sure. Whereas currently star players are seen as freebooters who can be hired for a team. That's correct. But I can... Somebody's going to like this. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I see it more in a small league. I don't see it. No, not at all. Not for us. Okay. Not even with the friends at the home league. There's no way. No. Um, Sponsorship deals. This is kind of interesting. You know, you can do one of the steps at the end. You can roll and see if you get a team sponsor to get some extra money. I like the the fluff, you know, by some of these uh, ongoing sponsors, one-time sponsors. Yeah. The major sponsors, you know, you have uh, McMurdy's Burger Emporium. You have Far Blast and Sons, Ordnance Solutions. You have Star Insurance Guild, all things that have been mentioned. Still Helm know. Sporting Emporium. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. that one. Some of these have been mentioned in other little fluff background yeah. blurbs. They're interesting. They just seem... I don't know if I'd ever use them either. Now, back when we played in second edition, we made up our own sponsorship things. Right. And, and I like that better. And we just... You wore a patch and then you rolled like a dice to get extra money. So, these are neat. I could see it, uh, a team using these or even... Really, if our home league wanted to use these... I'd be okay with trying it. I don't. They seem a little too good. Like, for instance, I'm not, we're not going to go through every single one of them because, sure. you know, you can read the book. Maybe later we'll do that. But for right now, if you want more information, go buy the book. Steel Helm Sporting Emporium. When rolling on the improvement table for a player on a team that is sponsored by them, the coach can choose to roll three dice instead of two, then discard one of the choice. However, if they do so and two or more of the dice roll the same number, the player gets overexcited, overdoes the training, and must miss the next match. Uh, or they might actually get a niggling injury if they roll two <laughs> ones. Uh, okay, I will gladly take that. You give me three dice, and that gives me better odds of getting double sixes or six and a five. Or even double skill if you need it. Yeah, no question. Every single match, I'm going to do that. Sure. And if a team can get plus one strength, plus one agility, double skills on your big guy, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. 
way too powerful. It's it's fairly powerful, it, or it seems like it could be abused, but they're not easy to get either. So no, now if the player just straight up died, if they got the same number, you, that's a risk that if you want to take it, you take it. Um, next up is uh, Blood Bowl Stadiums. This was kind of interesting how you can play at a random stadium. You can you know. I've wanted to do stadiums forever. I've always thought it would be a cool idea in our leagues if the home team actually got home field advantage. So you got to have your own stadium. Sure. Or you could induce, like if you had your own stadium, you could induce your own kickoff table. Anything like that. So I don't hate these rules in that idea. Uh, There's just a lot of things I don't really care about. And I don't like the idea that you just kind of get it by chance. So the rules are the rules. So if you want to read it, go figure it out. But you can buy a stadium and then you can become a resident or not, etc., etc. All that's very interesting. I just wish that you started at a low-end stadium and then could pay to... Upgrade. Upgrade as things go. And we might see that in future editions. Sure. It, it's very interesting. And some of these <clears throat> some of these results are very cool because they talk about Astro Granite or Right. You know, they They incorporated like old things that I mean in second edition that was the big deal with the styrofoam field is now yeah. there's Astro Granite. Yeah, and you've got like rowdy you know, a local crowd stadium or a luxury stadium, unusual playing surfaces, uh, rough and ready. One of them I thought was odd, which I guess not really. It talks about the uncovered trap doors. On our custom pitches we make, we don't have trap doors. I know. It might be something we need to start adding. No. (laughs) No? No. Although, it's interesting because they do talk earlier that the trap doors are used to get team people on and off the field faster. So I thought that was kind of cool. They talked about Madcap. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. I just don't like the idea of them. Sure. But that's just me. Right. You're an old guy. Yep. <laughs> I think it'd be fun to roll up a whole bunch of stadiums, put them in envelopes, and then at a tournament, you just hand out envelopes, and that's what stadium you're playing in? Yes, absolutely. I think that's, that would be fun. I think this would be fun at league night at the store. Like, but we're going to have random stadiums. At, if that's the case, we do our best to keep things pretty even. Or if there's a swing one way or the other, you know, there's a chance it can go either way. Right. You know, even when I had the 100 spiky cup results, there were some that were absolutely horrible, some that were great, and I tried to do an even mix of both. Right. So this just doesn't seem that way. Oh, yeah, it's a little unbalanced, but. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, we have a local crowd table now. Lots of tables. Oh, yeah. This is the other thing that really set me off art-wise in this book. Yeah, I was waiting for you to... On page 33, right above page 33, we have an orc whose arm... I don't know... You're the artist, you tell me. Is that finished? Is it unfinished? Did they leave part of the unfinished? Because the arm... He's got two left arms, but one of them is in sketch format. Right. The other one is on his leg. You see that? Yeah. I don't... I assume it is. Maybe that's just his pants, but... 
I, I don't know. This is definitely looks like somebody was drawn digitally, and they didn't maybe left hire the, the right. <laughs> yeah, they left on the layer in one of their sketches and didn't finish it because his hand is green, and then he has like a wire. It looks like a wire, but it's it's a pencil yeah. drawing. It's it's incomplete. And you can't say that that's just the style because other places they have just the sketch drawings of the goblins or something. That's fine. But this, the specific, that guy should have been finished and he's not. Yeah. I'm not sure if that is an, I don't visually, I can see an arm next to his like hip bone, but right. But then he would have to have a black glove and he doesn't have a black glove. Yeah. He doesn't really, it's, it's his arms not finished. I bet you that's what they saw too when they glanced through the book after the layout, and then, but it's yeah, his that's arms. a failing on the editor. So no doubt they're fired. Okay, Steve's I fired. That, you. I have that power. They are fired. So to justify that, we're going to say that he had a, a magical potion to <laughs> to uh, make his uh, arm invisible. He was phasing in at the time, <laughs> right? Teleporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got local crowd. Um, then there's even optional rules to eventually buy your stadium and all this stuff. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. I don't know. I'd have to go through it with a fine tooth comb to see if it, a lot of steps. Yeah. Um, a lot of money to do that. Uh, you can lose the residency of the stadium. You can take ownership. You can sell it. It's a lot of interesting things. This, so far, though, this book, while I like it, and I like the, all the additional rules for people who want to use them. Oh, absolutely. Because there's somebody out there that's going to use the stadiums. Yeah, I, I probably, love the fact I probably that won't. There. I'm glad that there's options. This incarnation of Blood Bowl feels like so much like second edition where we have lots of tables now. Yes. Before, we didn't have so many tables. Now we have tables. And, and we have pages and pages and pages of tables. And then you need this book and you need the last book and you need this White Dwarf article to take to you to your game so you have all the rules. Now, of course, GW wants you to buy the book and have the book. Of course they do. But the great thing really is this they're not really affecting the core rules at all. No, they're not. So we can still play our game and not even think about this book. But that it reminds me of second edition in yeah, that absolutely. aspect. So what I'm what I'm kinda hoping The old Blood Bowl Compendium comes back. I'm hoping or that they play test oh. something for random skills. And I hope it's better than our solution, since we enjoy random skills. I don't know that there's a better way of doing it than we do. I know that. But I'm <laughs> I'm got, open to it's listen. Really cool. So I, I I just imagine that one day we'll see, you know, Death Zone season five and it has random skill rules for your league. It could. And I'll gladly listen to what they have to say. Yeah. Um, next up is uh, famous refer- referees. Once again, I don't know why anybody would play with these. Yeah, they could, but I don't know why. And we don't foul probably as much as everybody else, or whoever really. whoever wrote up these rules must think people foul every turn because they just do it for fun. I don't see this much fouling normally, but fluff wise, these are really cool. Fluff-wise is very cool. I thought it was neat that Ed Hockley, one of the longtime yeah. NFL referees, right. is referenced, sort of. Uh-huh. Randolph Red Hockley. Uh-huh. Hockley or whatever. Yeah, he's in here. There's a Thorin. Corinson. Corinson. 
And these might be people, but if you know who these are named after, and let us know. Jorm the Ogre. Now what? And Bungo, Philbert, and Jeff. Oh, that's right. The halfling ones. Trundlefoot triplets. What's interesting is... I guess they're the Three Stooges. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Because there might be some British humor in here that we do not understand. That's true. Or World Cup soccer. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, I say, if there's stuff that we wouldn't get because we're Americans, please let us know. Yeah, exactly. Um, all these refs basically just give a ref personality. Like, they'll catch people and maybe fouling more, mm-hmm. this or that. They have their own little table. It's interesting, but what I find the most interesting is is they had a halfling and a goblin referee miniature. There's no goblin here. Don't they already have those rules in White Dwarf, though? Oh, is that what that's from? Oh, you're right. That is right. Okay. With the little extra rules that's different than these rules. You're right. Just made me think of it because the artwork is of the same halfling that they sold through Forge World or whatever. The face looks different to me. I don't know why. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same artwork. Big sandwich and all, but... Anyways. The face looks weird. I don't know why. Maybe it's... I haven't seen it so clearly before we haven't paid attention right anyways these are inter- interesting if you're into this i know for the most part we're not but i sure would have been during second edition so in second edition everything that came out we added to blood bowl instantly yeah and i was going to say save this for later but what if they came out with a pack of cards that had all of these options on them so much better right so we get a back pack of cards that says okay this is the triplets and this is what it does and you can play so all you need to do is take that one card with you play it and you've got it and for all these new inducements or the stadiums they could that would be pretty cool they could okay i think that would be better to me but it's just me yeah i mean they, they definitely could do that uh, turn the page, you get to uh, new rules. Now, this not is optional diff- rules. Exactly. These are new rules. These are new rules. I'm not so keen on these either, but we'll see. For the most part, I don't hate these. I think they're interesting. So they're, they're inducements. They're, indu- they're definitely. They're, and they're infamous co- coaching staff with the I-N in quotes. Right. Well, in parentheses. Um, first off is Horatio X. Schottenheim. Master Brother of Marty Schottenheim? I guess so. Uh, Master Mage. He's 80,000 gold pieces available to any team. He's a wizard. This is the first wizard that we've had in the official rules. Official no rules, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. And he's 80k instead of 150, because the old one was 150. The old one could do a lightning bolt or a fireball. And I've always talked about how I preferred just making it a fireball only for a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And this is a little different. This is eighty k, and from what and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I pick a spot. I then roll the scatter template mm-hmm. and a d three, mm-hmm. and then wherever it scatters is the target square, and then it blows up and hits whoever. So it's a very inconsistent fireball. Inaccurate fireball that you can do twice a game, once every half. You can do it once every half, which is pretty powerful. But for 80K and the inaccuracy of it. But it's worth it almost. 
when would you ever do that? Like right at the beginning when everybody's in a big cluster? On the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So where do you put the template? Um, right behind the guy that's on the line of scrimmage. So straight behind I, I him. don't know. There's a great chance now, though, it could hit your own guys. Oh, yeah. Um, and if it just goes back three at an angle, it's going to hit nobody. Sure. It says, at least what I wrote down, I'm not going to go dig through here. It says that it causes a turnover. Why does it cause a turnover what? if you either do it before or after the play? If a player on Horatio's team is knocked down by a fireball, they do not suffer a turnover unless they're playing. Oh, I see what you're saying. At the at the start of his team's turn or immediately after his team's turn. So if he does it at the beginning of his team, his turn, then if the guy with the ball goes down, it's a turnover. They know. do they do that because otherwise you can use it too easily, not easily, but if it went like your guy has three people in front of him and knocks down all three of those people, you can just go straight ahead. Okay. But if it takes down the ball carrier, then your turn ends. Otherwise, it could take all those down. You get the uh-huh. ball, and is it a big deal? I don't think so. But it makes it less likely for you to be using it offensively than defensively. Okay. That was my thought. Uh, then we have uh, Kari Coldsteel, the Norse cheerleader. Hate she's, it. She's 50K. She counts as three cheerleaders. She also, if your team ever dips below 11 players, she'll come off the bench. And she'll play for your team. She's six two three seven block dauntless frenzy and loner. Hate it. Hate it. One hundred percent. Why? Too powerful. Seems really powerful. For fifty k, I get three cheerleaders, which only comes into play on one kickoff result. Sure, that's fine. But for freaking dwarves, if I get them below eleven, now this cheerleader could just pop onto the field. And be annoying. Yeah, this is only available to Amazons, dwarves, humans, and Norse teams. If yeah. it was only Amazons, or maybe human, I, dwarves <laughs> don't need this. Period. Dwarves do not need this. It's going to be one of those deals where, when it does work, it's going to work awesome, and when it never, I mean, it's going to be a waste most of the time. But when it when it kicks in, people are going to be really screaming. Yeah, I, but with me, if I have Amazons and I'm sitting at 11 players, why wouldn't I take her? I would take this over a babe. Yeah, 100%. But that's just me. It's a guaranteed player if you go below 11. Um, then we have Fink, the fixer, the goblin personnel assistant coach. He plays for Ogre, Orcs, Goblins, and Underworld. Didn't I came say Denizens. The Underworld team. 50K. Denizens. That just feels like a weird word to me. It is. <laughs> uh, 50K, what does he do, Steve? You got it, boss. Fink counts as three assistant coaches. In addition, if Fink's team uses a bribe, they can re-roll the dice to see if it works. Finally, if Fink's team's head coach argues a call, it will succeed on a five or more, not just a six. However... If the attempt to argue a call fails, Fink is sent to the dungeon along with the head coach and has no further effect on the game. 
seems really good for a goblin team. Yeah, like you just take him and you. Yeah, you got coaches for kickoffs. And just use your bribes. And use them to reroll your bribes. You don't even use them for the argue the call part. Yeah, you, you use them for both because you can argue the call before using the bribe. Oh, that's true. So on a now it's a one out of three chance that you don't even have to use a bribe. That's right? true. Yeah, because we don't we don't use argue the call in the local league. Right. Uh, so if that's the case, or in a tournament, you have a one out of three chance of never having to use a bribe. That's pretty nutty. It, it seems fairly powerful too. Yeah. For 50k, I don't see why a goblin team wouldn't take it. Although I guess bribes are 50k. I don't know. I I don't know why all these aren't 80k. Personally, the next guy is 80k. Uh, Papa Skullbones. He's the Chaos Shaman. He um, basically you hire him. You you pick a guy to get the power of the gods to, and you roll a d8. Which I know there's like an error that says d6. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. But it's stuff like he's unworthy, the player's knocked out, is a one. And then like eight is pick one of the above results, which some of the results are really good. Like th- thorny protrusions, the player gains claws and horns. Grizzly bifurcation, the player gains the extra arms and two heads. So there's some cool things here. I like it. I mean, it's fun. It's, it's only 80K, so it's a nice little mix. The... There's a bad result of getting knocked out, which I guess is bad. Uh, but you're pretty much giving it to alignment anyways, so I don't know if that really matters. Uh, two is pick a random player on the same team, ex- excluding players who are not on the pitch and players for whom a roll on this table has already been made, and roll on this table again. So on a two, it just goes to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that's not too bad. And then three through seven you're getting mutations that's pretty cool right and then eight you get whatever the heck you want freakish proportions is kind of weird because you get big hand and very long legs and very long legs are, i guess it's used for intercept attempts but yeah but, but still cool yeah and you know it's, it's down there <laughs> along the lines of bad and tentacles can be bad if it's on a lineman because it doesn't really matter too much usually. Yeah, still makes people still makes roll. people roll absolutely. So, uh, next up is Gallandrill Silverwater, the Elven cheerleading coach. I believe it does the same thing, right? Counts as each time the number of cheerleaders Gallandrill's team has is used. For example, during a cheering fans kickoff event, the team counts as having twice as many cheerleaders as normal. If he doesn't have any, he counts as one. In addition, each time a player on the team scores a touchdown, intercepts the ball, or inflicts a casualty roll, roll a D6. On the result of six, the team gains an additional team re-roll. That seems pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> For 50K, you... Theoretically, the, you the get The cheerleader a lot of... thing doesn't really matter, but it gives you at least one cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And then... If you score a touchdown casually or intercept, you might get another reroll. That's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. Um, next up is Crot uh, Shock Whisper. Not Whisper. Whisker. Crot Shock Whisker. Skaven Engineer, 80K. Available mm-hmm. to Skaven and Underworld Denizens. 
And basically, he's uh, experimenting on the Skaven players, just like Papa Skullbones did to the the Chaos players. This guy is giving mechanical things to and it, to Skaven. He basically takes someone from the dead and injured box, who's not a star player, That's and not true. dead. He's not really, I guess, adding mechanic machinery to him. He's bringing him back to life in mm-hmm. a in a way like a Frankenstein would, like you would a flesh golem. Yeah. So if somebody gets a, like out of the game, a casualty, you can roll in this chart. And the best thing you can get is like he goes back out on the field and like a zombie and he'll play for you. And the worst thing, he yeah. stays knocked out. So Now, it is interesting that the negatives still take place. So if you did move bust somebody or strength bust or edge bust. Yeah, they're only okay for that game. and then Well, they're still mood and edge busted. Out there on the field, right. I'm saying. But um, they can play, and then they'll still take those injuries and miss the next game. Mm-hmm. So, And it's possible that if the you get a 1 out of the D6, then you roll on the injury chart, or you casually roll again. So they could possibly die from it. That's kind of neat, though. So it's kind of expensive, only for Skavens, only works for people who are out of the game, and there's a chance they die. I'm fine with that. Whenever there's a chance that someone dies... I don't care. It can be real powerful, but there's a chance on a six-sided die that your player is just going to straight up die. You're okay, okay with that? Now, of course, not just straight up die, but they could get another injury. Right. So there's always that chance. So next up is the new teams, which is not really new teams, but right, yeah, it's new to some people. So um, the so interesting thing on this, I guess we'll just go in order. It's goblins. Goblins now get a couple changes, right? Yeah, they get the Ooligan and a Doom Diver. So the Doom Diver has a um, six movement, two strength, three agility, seven armor, right stuff, stunty, swoop. Want to read swoop for everybody? Oh, let me get there. Um, this is a new addition. This is basically a little goblin that has like some little wings on him or whatever, so he can float and control him, his landing. From being thrown better. Swoop is, this player is equipped with a rudimentary set of wings, either natural or engineered, allowing them to glide through the air rather than plummeting gracefully uh, if they are thrown by a teammate. If a player with swoop is thrown by a player with a teammate, throw teammate skill, the throw-in template is used instead of the scatter template. And once they land, they get a plus one to landing, but... When a player with both the swoop and stunty skill dodges, they do not ignore any modifiers for enemy tackle zones on the square they are moving to. The presence of a large pair of wings negates any benefit they'd gain from being small and slippery. So the, so the pro let's think is about that. you get to use the throw-in template, so you can always go forward. Right. The negative is, well, also you get a plus one to landing, so that's a pro. Right. The negative is you don't get to ignore tackle zones. Then why do you have stunty? Because you get the negative part stunty. of it. So when you get hit, yeah, it's plus one. Okay. And you can't throw as well and all that. Okay. Um, so you basically get the negative parts of being the stunty. Yeah. Because swoop took away the positives. So going forward is nice, but I would love to go up against a player who's using that player for a one-turn touchdown versus a regular goblin. If I have enough people on the pitch, because I'm just going to set up near the end zone 
and you're going to have to dodge through two people's tackle zones. So that's a two, see what, two tackle zones, not ignoring, what, a five? Yeah. Twice? Sure. That's pretty big. It's a big difference. We'll see how it plays out. I think it's pretty powerful, but let's see how it plays out. I definitely could be wrong. We also have the Ooligan, um, 6237. He's 70K. Disturbing Presence. Dodge. Fan favorite. Right Stuff Stunty. Um, so basically, as even some of the designers said, this is a goblin with a Zuvela out there. Vuvuzela. Or whatever. Whatever. He's just an annoying goblin. He's distracting you. His butt's hanging out. Uh, I love this guy. A lot of people said, like, is anybody not going to use a naked goblin to represent this? They had sec- they had Ooligans in 3rd edition. Yeah, they did. So there's a couple of cool little Ooligan official Blood Bowl models already. So this is all right. I really like him. He's fun. He's annoying. That's what goblins should be. He's worth it alone to take the fan favorite, I think. Could be. I think. Yeah. That's the first time I think we've seen fan favorite on a rostered player, too. Absolutely. Yeah, no so, doubt. I think this guy's a little too much, too. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, they have a special rule for goblins, which is not really a special rule. It's the rule we've always had. Sneaky gets is the rule. They they get bribes for 50K and 700. Right. We've always had that. And that was mentioned in the previous one, too, I think. So... Um, Next up is the Chaos Renegades team, also what we used to be known as the Chaos Pact. Uh, in all of these player or these team profiles, they like the Goblins, they went through some famous Goblin teams, which like the Lowdown Rats, the Scarcrag Snivellers, which were second ed. And it's the new box set, too. Right. Um, and then the Green Boys, which was mentioned in a little blurb in the past history. So it's kind of cool to see. Some of these old teams. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I like seeing the little blurbs that talk about them. Uh, the Chaos Renegade teams goes through and talks about how they're like a hodgepodge of just chaos evil creatures. Uh, they go through the famous Renegade teams, uh, the Mongrel Horde, the Middenmore Marauders, the Howling Hills Hellions, and the Chaos All-Stars. And the big change to this one is they added a Renegade Orc Lineman, 50K 5339 with Animosity. Which, I guess it allows it to be more matchly, more closely matched to the mongrel horde of the old. Yeah, I mean, there was teams like the Evil Gits that were talking that got talked about in the fluff of being just a gang of evil characters, which could have easily been Chaos Pact. I don't know. I I have an orc on my Chaos Pact team already. I already had the model and everything. He was yeah. just represented by Chaos Marauder stats, a little faster, more skilled. Less armor. He was an orc. Fill in that role. I don't know if he's needed. I get that some people probably needed to see this to do it. I don't I don't have an issue with him. He's got one less movement and one more armor for the, than a lineman. The big deal is, is he has his skills. That's where you pay for it. He does not have strength access right. or pass access. So if you wanted a guy with guard, let's mm-hmm. say... Not good for that. Right, which is I, good I, because he's not the nine armor. So he's I, he's a lineman who is not a, a big strength lineman. Sure. I'm just saying, to me, it's not enough difference to add it in here. This feels like one of those changes for changes' sakes when you could have easily role-played it out by saying, this model's an orc. But yeah, but also it whatever. doesn't affect anything. It doesn't. 
I don't see any negatives from this. Okay, we just disagree. I'm not. I don't no, hate I mean, it. I don't think we disagree. You're just not. You're not seeing any negatives either. You're saying that just it's not needed. It's yeah, definitely it's, not needed. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. It's but there though. It's just an extra stat line to confuse people. <laughs> it doesn't confuse anybody. It just allows you one extra. I got thing. I got to paint a color ring now around my stupid chaos pack thing to say like this is my orc. That makes me mad. How about that? Okay, well that is very petty. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me. I know. Uh, no other major changes with that. No, I thought it was neat seeing all the different uh, Hall of Fame coaches and Duke von Hockfire, Morgan Thorg, Vin Quills, Snicky Zucher, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Spike Magazine team rating variable due to temporal distortion. <laughs> Next up is the Underworld Denizens team, which was formerly known as just the Underworld team. This is your Skaven and your Goblin teams. With the Troll. And they actually talk about a couple more famous Underworld teams. Uh, of course, they talk about the Underworld Creepers. Uh, now they talk about the Cragmire Critters and the Dragon Crag Dirtbags. I like that name. So, yeah, pretty neat. They go through the, the, the focus player team profile is the Underworld Creepers. And this is, this is a petty note here, but it says that they won the Chaos Cup in 2484. But then down in Team R... Honors, they never mention it. And most of the other teams, like huh. Chaos All-Stars talks about when they win the Chaos Cup. or yeah, I just thought it was weird. Um, I'm a goofball. So it is very interesting that this is the first time that Underworld and Chaos Pact are official in GW. It is. It's kind and of neat. for all the people complaining about they're just changing every team, there's no change to this team. This is the exact same team. The only difference is it's not called a warp, sto- warp stone troll. It's just a troll. But it still has the same stats and same access to mutations. Right. So, I don't have any problem with this. Of course you don't, Steve. Well. <laughs> um, next up in the book is skills update. If you notice, and we're not going to talk long on this. At least I don't have anything I to say. I did not go through all of them. I did not. This is the one part of the book I did not read. So if they change some wording on something, I did not catch it. I did notice in the skill summary list under strength, there's no piling on skill. Oh, piling on. As per page 29 of Death Zone Season 1, the inclusion of this skill in leagues and tournaments is optional. (sighs) NAF, NAF, optional, NAF. (laughs) Um, Moving on past the skills because we're not going to break all those down. And if somebody out there has read something... More that be Nifton art, although it's just a duplicate. Right. Um, if there's a skill change that we didn't read about, let us know. Because we're not going to read about it. A lot of the art in this book is just reused art. Right. doesn't bother me too much, but I would have rather seen new stuff. Yeah, but you've seen everything too, which yeah, a, a new person might not have seen a lot of this. So. Yeah, and you know this is going back to Blood Bowl, the card game, some of the stuff. Right. So. For sure. I wonder if it's the same um, scrapper. Um, we'd have to pull it out and look, but it I might be. I have to do that. Definitely might be. Hmm. So. so we get to the Hall of Fame section. So this is where it seemed like a lot of people in the community did not like the Hall of Fame section in Death Zone Season 1. Well, they're all idiots because this is the best part. And I'm going to say right now. There's a great chance I never write these teams down and play with them with my friends or you or whoever. Mm-hmm. We talk about it. We want to, but we haven't. 
but I love these. I absolutely love these. Yeah, absolutely. It includes a couple of things. A team that's both down improved. Yeah. It tells you the year that the squad and why they were famous. They give you a roster of one through 12 guys. All of them are the same. They're always 12 guys. I, I think there's one that's different in here, though. Yeah, but they all line, they all add up to 12 million. I mean, uh, 2 million. Well, in the past, everyone I've seen has only been 12 players. We get one that finally has 13 players in this book, but it's Goblins. Oh, uh, the Creepers, yeah. Um, but they all like add up 16. to 2 million, and they all they kind of have their players. own, huh? They have 16 players. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the Green Boys. 16? No, they have 12. Underworld Creepers have 16. Okay. Well, then they broke the mold totally in this thing. Yeah. No mold. (laughs) Well, I thought we were going to get a mold because I was thinking when they did it the first time, it was you buy the box set, you have exactly what you need to play a famous team. But still the same because it's the box set with the four player add on pack. Sure. Okay. Um, Which every team just include these in those boxes. Sure. That's what they should be, if you ask me. Absolutely. That would get me to buy those boxes, even though I don't need them. (laughs) Sure would. (laughs) So don't do it. Every team has special rules. They have their roster, and I love that the roster has players named. Not named after, like, I am Batman, the guy that we watched play Twitch. Am I allowed to complain about the font? Sure, go for it. I don't like the font. It's hard to read. It's definitely hard to read. Okay, I didn't know if it was just me being old or something, but it's hard to read. It could be because we're old, but the font is hard to read at times. Um so the first team is the Warpfire Wanderers. Um, this is the Skaven team that I believe I said Warpfire Warriors <laughs> earlier in the podcast. So yeah. I messed up. Anyway, same team. Um, they go through all the the player names. It's cool that some of them have skills. Almost everybody has skills. The Leaper. Yeah, there's I some... wish he was Z Leaper. <laughs> of course you do. He'd be Batrock's cousin. No Rat Ogre. But... Right, because there's no Rat Ogre in the box. Sure. Anyways. A lot of cool, uh, this is, talks about how they're all addicted to uh, Warpstone, and it goes through all the players, which special rules are really nice on that, how they get warped, worked up into a frenzy or pass out. Does it bother you that the positions are out of order? Because we're so used to blitzers being one and two, and then gutter runners, three, or four, five, together. six. This is how it was in second edition, too. This is why, like, when my friend Gary makes a roster for tournaments, he'll scatter them out, too. It Does it drive me crazy? It does now. Okay. It used not to. That's why my old Wharf team, even though it has rings around it, they're all scattered in numbers. Oh, okay. And it drives me nuts. Yeah, that, that's my, aside from the font, that's my main complaint is just put the two gutter runners together, put the two throwers together. But the- I think the original intent with Blood Bowl was is if you had a lineman that was your team captain, he was number one. Griff was number one. Zug was number two. Uh, I believe we could flip the page, but Morg's number one because he's the team captain. He's not number six. Okay. That was the old implication I is, get is it. whoever the team captain was, was player one and so on and so on. Still doesn't make me feel any better about it. Well, I'm just tell you how it is because that's where I have a problem when I make a new team up and I want to number them. It's like, who do I want to be my team captain? Should it be the thrower or the right. blitzer or whatever? Anywho, so and there's the Warp Fire Wanderers. There's a nice little Bob's locker room banter. Prince Moranian's new fancy restaurant, Moranian's, ain't doing so well. They say the guest list's so exclusive that even the prince himself can't get in. Their little blurbs are pretty awesome. I, I do love them. 
Uh, Green Boys is the goblin team that's talked about throughout the book. It has uh, all the little, you know, secret weapons. They have a special play. Their special rules with this squad is basically they don't have secret weapons with their their weapons because they right. got away with fouling that year and stuff. And it goes through all that. But they also only have 13 players, so good luck with that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, next up is the Grudge Bearers. Which were talked about earlier. Now, my one complaint about this is we talked earlier about how Barrett Farblast played for them, and yet he's not on the team. I wish well, he was not on. this year. He played for them the year they came out. <sighs> but we established that was the Warhammerers, right? Not That's this. why it doesn't fit. This further proves that point. Exactly. I thought this was very interesting. Talks about the Book of Grudges. There was a lot of stat keeping with this team if you want to play this team. Yeah, this would be kind of interesting. But, yeah, basically anytime you do anything to this dwarf team, you write them down the book of grudges. And then as you mark them off, you can, like, gain rerolls or something. Yeah, anytime they do something to you, you can mess with them. But it's pretty neat. And like I said, all the players are named, like, real names. They're not called I Am Batman. I Am Batman. I Am Batman. Like the Twitch guy we watched. Mm -hmm. Next up is the Celestial Comets. They're from Dungeon Bowl. That's how I remember them. That, same here. I believe they're also in Blood Bowl 2. Yeah. I think they're scattered throughout. That's true. Um, it's just a good name. But yeah, it's a great name for a, an elf team. But they're not from Celeste. But they're Celestial Comets. I know, but I'm saying it doesn't fit your criteria. They're not from now, see, Celeste. You guys think that's my criteria. My criteria is area or town. There could be an area called... The celestial, whatever mountains or whatever. So you guys as take long it, as it way fits, too. What? As long as you like it, you'll make the fluff fit. Right. Okay, I got you. <laughs> you guys are terrible. Mm -hmm. Terrible people. Um, these guys they incorporated, which I thought was kind of neat, the uh, teleporters from Dungeon Bowl into yes. the fields that have the trap doors now. I think that's very cool. Uh, it, it is interesting that there's a catcher on here called Lonel Swift. Well, he's got to be related. You would think so. So, yeah, that was neat. They don't mention it, but I, I would assume he is. What is a delver? Diggers? Like, they dig? Because they, they talk about how they were playing against a team called the Darkholm Delvers. Yeah, you're delving into something, so you're digging. Okay. I haven't heard it used that way, but I'm sure that works. Not both down approved, because I don't like it. I can, I can give you another reason, but that's the real one. I don't care. <laughs> um, then we have the Chaos All-Stars. With Morgenthorg, the Ballista. So I thought this was cool that they included him on it. Um, most of this is... You know my favorite part about him? What? Is his position. Just Morgenthorg. Dot, dot, dot. Morgenthorg! <laughs> well, okay. Good point. <laughs> what, what I hate about this, and I don't know why they did it... One. Dirty Dan? No. Oh. Dirty Dan was a part of it. They, one, they don't have Zynox on here, which was the Minotaur. But they probably were going for 12 players. They don't have a Minotaur model. We stated previously that this is to be made up of models that exist. You, you say that. 100% I do. There's no Dark Elf lineman model? Is there a Dark Elf on, on this team? Yes. Number 12. Renegade Dark Elf Lineman. Oh, there's a Dark Elf Star player you can use. Who? Hubris. They don't have that model out. Do they not? Not through Forge World. 
Do they? Do they not? Dude. No, they don't. You're right. Okay. So okay, fine. at You're first, right. I don't honestly, know. that's what I thought yeah. is like they don't have an official Minotaur, which was actually one of the previewed models was a Minotaur. It was. That's right. Yes. That's one we forgot. Um, that's what I thought. And he looks really cool. What I don't understand more than anything, and this is second edition guy, the Dark Elf that you could have for Chaos All-Stars back then was a Dark Elf catcher named Laxon Hurl. This guy's name is Diesa the Vein. Or something like that. So, yeah, but do you see his skills? Stab. Oh, is that stab? Oh, that is stab. Yeah. Animosity and stab. I thought it was that star. Oh. I was like, what, what's a star? Yeah. <laughs> well, once again, the font is a little hard to read. The sea of the vein. Hmm. So I, I'm just curious why they changed that. No big deal. Was it from that year that he played? Yes, this is the year that Lax and Hurl should be on the team. Huh. Don't know. No, no idea. But maybe they wanted more of an assassin-type guy versus a dark elf catcher. No idea. I'm sure. Sure, they have their own reasonings. What I don't get is why there's a dwarf on this page. Oh, that, that's Art-work-wise, yeah. I just don't get it. But they didn't ask me, so whatever. Um, that's a very good point. This is a really cool kind of special rule to show how dominant Morg is when he's on the field and you're within, I think it's three squares of him. You lose animosity, basically. So he like that's pretty neat. You don't let your little petty misunderstandings happen around Morg. You you play along because yeah. Morg will kick your ass. Oh, he will kill you. Right. Pretty neat though. And then finally, we have the Underworld Creepers from the twenty four seventy eight squad. And a lot of these names are right out of the second edition book. At least most of them, like uh, Garbage Throttle Snot. Uh, Slasher Balrim. Raso Bunyan. Raso Bunyan. I believe he was the three-legged guy, though, in a second edition who had kick. That's why he has two feet now. And he's faster, though, so they kind of changed that, which is funny because in second edition, when you got the third leg, you weren't as fast because you were clopping around like a tripod. Makes sense. So kind of neat. Fat (laughs) Blaine. Brain splitter? Brain splatter? Yeah, fat brain splatter. He was the uh, Skaven guy who was obese in oh. second edition. That was his mutation. What I love is that they are using Grograt Crunch Skull. Love this. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Is a second ed troll model, the one that holds the skull. And, yes. He was a star player that came in. I don't know if he was in the companion. I think he was in the star player book. Not in the star player book. Was the, not? the companion. I'm sorry. The star player. Um, the red one. What's the red one? Oh, that's the companion. Yeah. He was in the star player companion, I believe, or a white dwarf. can't remember. There were six of them that were in a white dwarf as well. Yeah. White dwarves have a lot. But yes, he's that model that's holding the skull. I think it's really cool that they incorporated him. Even if they're never going to use him as a star player again, they say, like, this guy used to exist. Mm-hmm. And at one time he was a star player, and he was a badass, and here he is. Uh, what I don't like is... This isn't being Mr. Nitpicky. Split tendon cutter used to be the team captain. Why he's number 10 now, I don't know. Drives me nuts. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know if he was a team captain. Maybe he was number two. Anyways, split tendon cutter did not have claw or mighty blow in second edition. Here they put all the positions together. Yeah, I noticed that. Head that's coach, right. Lance Fleshbarb. I believe that's the same, too. 
Uh, they have a special rule where they get the fist fights in the dugout, and the crowd loves it, and you can get re-rolls off of that. It's, uh, it's pretty neat. But that's kind of covers all the little famous teams. What's really cool about this, and I'm going to give hats off to uh, Brian Mitchell Extreme over at the Zerpcast podcast. He's doing a tournament based off the available famous teams. Yeah, that's from awesome. the books, and I, I don't even think it's a Nash sanctioned tournament. I think no, it it's come be. come play in my yeah. garage and let's drink some beer and have fun. But everybody who you had to apply for the position to get into the tournament. And they have to make a team with matching team colors. Like, yeah, they're all making eight new teams. You have to model them correctly, match the colors, you know, numbers and everything. Yeah. And when I first heard this, I was like, "Dude, I'm so jealous! I want to do this." And I was like, "Okay, I don't have the commitment to make a new team up like you do. I don't have the ability to. Well, I would love to. Yeah, I just I don't want to spend three months building and painting models to use at one tournament. But it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah." Yeah, it really is. Hats off to all those guys who are participating in that tournament. Yeah, and hopefully he'll take a lot of photos so we can see. Uh, the back of the book also has all the star players and the and the official teams as came out with the latest rules, not the PDFs on online. So we have, like, what, 11 teams officially? Uh, I think so. And then all the star players as came out up to this point. Uh, in the very back cover, we have more painted players, goblins, and the troll... The, uh, Troll and the Death Roller. Correct. The page right before that I thought was interesting. We have two little rotters that are fans. Yeah, that's a, that's a cute little drawing. So I wonder if that's a hint for the next book. And we're going to see Nurgle? Yeah. But we've already had Nurgle. Yeah, but I mean, maybe they would have, like, next, not next book, but like next team or something. I guess next team is the elves, but. I don't know. It's probably nothing. It could be fanatics, though. In the, I mean, it could be like extra rules of could be characters in the fan, or it could be nothing. But probably overall, just nothing. Yeah. Overall, I didn't like that the book was a little bit more expensive because I only walked into the store with like twenty five bucks, like the last book, <laughs> yeah. and then it was more. So I just didn't plan for it. I know it's more pages. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, so so I'm cool with that. Um, I don't. I I hate very few little. Th- Changes. I don't like that dwarf cheerleader or the Norse cheerleader, whatever she is. There's things I don't That's like, but it. there's more I do like. Oh, absolutely. Love there's the fluff. There's been love some people online art. who say, like, the book's rubbish or whatever. It's like, I got a lot of, even if I don't use these rules. Yeah. Let's say our next league with friends that we play in our kitchen table. I just use the CRP. Mm-hmm. I'm still glad I bought this book. Yeah. I'm still glad I read it. Someone was complaining, like, I paid this much for just two new teams. I'm like, okay, well, you also got the star players and the the backgrounds and the elite teams of legends and the full list of skills. And I'm a fan. I really, I'm really enjoying it. We do nitpick things, but that's just because we nitpick with love. We want things to be better. Things we care about. You don't hear us coming on talking about crappy podcasts and how they should be better because we don't care speaking of no (laughs) no overall i'm very satisfied with this i did not buy the goblin team did you buy the goblins yeah okay any to me anything that comes out in the store i'm buying to support the store because he's supporting our league our league's been going pretty strong we're there every wednesday we get to take up a whole room no questions asked don't have any issue with that and 
I'm an idiot and just want to have stuff. Sure. So new stuff through the store I'm buying. I'm leaving unopened because I don't need those things. I have a Skaven team. I have a Dwarf team. I have Goblin team. So do you like them more now that you have them in hand? I know you haven't built them, the Goblins. I would have to see them. The design is growing on me, but I'm going to tell you, I don't see Goblins. No. I see Hobgoblins, and I know they're not even Hobgoblins. No, I see Knobblars. Which I know is like cutting hairs (laughs) on different type of Goblin races, right? uh, I don't know. To me... I don't know anything about Warhammer. I straight out, I'm a Blood Bowl player. But in the novel, like about, a but when I was looking, different creature in like yeah. 40k or something. When I was looking for inspiration for my ogre team, I came across uh, the. Uh, I was trying to do some type of funny name for the team, right? And I was looking for cool little mascots or something, and I saw Noblars, and Noblars are blue skinned. Uh, goblin type creatures with big noses that's about as much information as i could find so they're blue and they have big noses mm-hmm. so that's what differentiated them from regular goblins okay, well, these definitely have big giant noses. and the, all of these have giant noses and it's it's not they don't even look like goblins they look like goblins wearing fake noses <laughs> i can see that and i'm okay with it and it's different and i guess it's been consistent so this is just what they are now. That's fine. Sure. It'll take me some getting used to. But I still think of Noblars when I see them. I see the box set and I'm like, I don't really want to buy them because I, I already have a goblin team. But I want to buy them because I could use them maybe as hobgoblins if I came up with a different dwarf team. I think they would make very cool hobgoblins for a Chaos Dwarf Because team. I have those Chaos Dwarves second edition that mm-hmm. I want to use even though I don't need to. I was thinking yeah. about buying these to be the hobgoblins. I'd like to. I'm gonna wait till I see some in person, mm-hmm. so I can kind of match them up scale wise. I don't yeah. care if they're off a lot, but I don't want the, the hobgoblins to be twice as big as the dwarves. The, that's a team that I could legitimately see me buying at some point in the future and modding just to play around with. Sure. The problem with that is the armor they have doesn't really seem to allow that much because they're always going to be armored goblins. Mm-hmm. They're not goofy goblins. Right. And there's not a whole lot of goofy in the new Blood Bowl. It's just a different take. Yeah. It's much more serious, much more sports-oriented. And there's randomness. There's a little chaos. There's a little bit of goofy, but there's not a ton of goofy, if that makes sense. Well, the art direction to me is totally different. Oh, yeah. Before you had Pete Nifton and I believe the last guy's... Uh, the other guy's name i can't not off the top of my head but it was a definitely a more goofy not so serious sport Mm -hmm. while this talks about that in the fluff the pictures look totally different yeah this is but the style is very consistent with the blood bowl video game and the blood bowl card game sure etc what else that's all right but yeah i'm enjoying it I'm glad there wasn't any major changes to the game itself. You know, the two roster changes are not big. They don't break either one. And both rosters, I mean, both teams suck to begin with. Well, well You're first... not going to win a tournament with goblins, even though we saw someone win Spiky Cup with goblins. <laughs> almost. And, and almost, yeah. Um, but that's a weird tournament. I still feel like 
I'm fine with it. I'll adapt because I love Blood Bowl. I'll learn to like it. But it does feel like there's just changes to make it new. This is our take on it, so now we have an orc. Or this is our take, so we're going to put a goblin hooligan in there. I don't think that's the case because they didn't do that with all the teams, though. I look at it two different ways. If I was a company who's bringing back a game that's been dead for 10 years, I'm going to add stuff, too. Yeah, absolutely. Because I want Steve Campbell or Scott Prime to buy it because they don't have those rules yet. So I understand from all points of view. I'm never going to get this. But I would love just a little message that says, uh, we were told to to add a few things or do what we want. And this is what we feel is best. You yeah. know, and then, then I, I can go, okay. I firmly believe, after talking with people involved in the game, that they are doing what they think is best for the game. And they are making changes to rosters that are legitimately lower-end rosters. And, but they're not groundbreaking. They just add for a little bit more flexibility. Well, I... We'll see what happens. I'm just scared that every, let's say the next supplement has halflings in it, halflings, elves. Let's get let's get away from that argument because we had the same worry before Blood Bowl came out. We had the same worry before Death Zone Two came out. It's been proven wrong in both accounts that they're going to screw stuff up. So let's just get to the point where we give them the benefit of the doubt, and we can still hope that nothing gets screwed up. I don't see that ever happening. Okay. Yeah, if they come out and go, hey, here's a brand new um, untested Orc Renegade roster. Go figure it out. That might be my biggest concern because has there's ways to get things play tested over time. Yeah. I just don't know if they've been play tested over time. And it's really none of my business, really, either. It's either I can buy it or I don't. But I've, I've talked to a play tester. They've put a lot of time into this stuff, and there's not any issues. Okay. And my concern, the only way I would be concerned about any race at all, period, is Slon. If they decide to do anything, they would take Slon and change it into something different. Whether that be Kislev, like they're doing for the video game, the video which game. is the circus acrobats. Yeah. Or they just decide to make it a goblin circus. Or they decide to make it a a whole team of wizards or something. As long as they don't screw up the roster, I'm fine with that. And even if they make some little changes, Slon with a little bit of changes could be game-breaking. <laughs> so that is a worry, but I don't see any indication that we have to worry about that. All right. Well, that wraps that up, folks. We're thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Thumbs up overall. Buy it. Enjoy it. If you do any of the optional rules, let us know what you think. Definitely. I would love to hear somebody with a smaller league that said, yeah, we tried stadiums out. They were awesome. Or it was too convoluted, a lot of paperwork. We decided not to do it. Yeah. So if you have any of that, let us know. We're going to wrap up and come back with shout-outs. Yay. Stagecoach rolled over your foot? Make a claim with SIG. Dared to eat a pie at a Rotters game? Make a claim with SIG.
Got talked into joining a cult, attempted to rise up and overthrow civilization, got defeated by a ragtag bunch of heroes during a climactic battle on the slopes of an active volcano, fled into the Badlands as your army crumbled around you, struggled to find stable employment ever since? Make a claim with SIG. Hi there. This is Snively Goldpinch from Star Insurance Guild. Is your team taking on one too many deaths here and there? That's what you get us for. You pay your insurance match by match, and we'll make sure that if someone dies, you get a payout. Make a claim with SIG. Can't afford to rehire a war dancer? Get SIG. Triads making it hard for you to steal dead bodies? Get SIG. If you're a werewolf, and it's not a full moon, you might want to get SIG. Star Insurance Guild has been providing insurance since 2421. So find your local provider, and if there's any problems, what's that, girls? Make a claim with SIG. That's right. We're legally required to tell you that filing any claims may make any contracts null and void. So we're back, and I guess just move into Outshouts? Outshouts! Okay, just wondering if that would work. Shoutouts! <laughs> Sounds better that way, honestly. Um, so do you have anything before I get into the I'd mind? like to remind everybody that uh, Spiky 5.5 is coming up uh, June 24th at Wizards Asylum. You can go over to uh, BoatDown.com. There's a little blurb of it over there, so you can download the rules. Somebody was asking me about it. Honestly, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember what the rules were. I know you're doing crazy rules. Yeah, I have different to... rules for each round, and yeah. I don't even know if you remember. But I, I do. I have it written down. Okay. But oh, it's a secret. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm implementing every previous spiky cup in, in some aspect. Okay. So I don't remember what the build. We was. don't have the rules in front of us, folks, and we're ready to wrap this up. So, yeah. anyways, I'm just sure a reminder to come on this. out. Uh, it's just three rounds, correct? Yeah, it's three round tournament. Um, come out, have some fun. Travel in if you if you travel in. We're gonna be around to play board games and stuff at night, mm-hmm. or hang out, and go eat, whatever. Yeah, Dustin. Yeah, let's play some board games. Dustin. Dustin. Yeah, it's some Dustin. More it's Dustin. Um, I want to give a shout out to Darren Pullman or Coach Stampa. He wanted me to. Give a shout out to all of his buddies at the Mead and Mayhem League, which is found at uh, mmlpro.com. Don't they do a podcast? It's a PS4 league for Blood Bowl 2, and they do a podcast called MML Pro. Now, I remember them posting something a long time ago about the podcast starting, and I looked for it, could never find it, so... I assumed it wasn't put out for mass consumption. I thought it was just like a local one that they did. Mm-hmm. And then he mentioned it, and I'm like, wait, does that still exist? So I went out and found. I finally found it. It's under MML Pro. You have to look for that. You okay. can't look for um, Mead and... Mead Mayhem. Mead and Mayhem. You can want to say Mayhem and Monsters. So it's another Blood Bowl podcast... That's not really tabletop oriented. It's specifically to their league. It's specifically their league. It does talk a lot about their league, but they do have coaches from the league come on and talk about different things. So um, I've listened to a couple and I've enjoyed it. So I don't have any real issue with it. 
That's awesome. Uh, but so give them a look if you play on PS4. There's probably an equivalent of something elsewhere. I don't know. Well, it's nice to have more Blood Bowl podcasts out there since so many of them have kind of died over the last two years. Yeah, it happens. There's only a few that make it. Not everybody can be awesome, as awesome as we are. No, there's there's star players, and then there's uh, there's journeymen. So, uh, so, jeez, that's bad. Is that bad? No, it's not bad. But anything else? We don't have any reviews. People, nobody likes to use iTunes, which I can't fault. I don't go onto iTunes. I have Android. You know what's funny is we ask for reviews all the time on iTunes, and then I listen to other podcasts, and they ask for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I always think, I'm going to review them when I get home, because yep. I do like their podcast, and I know how this feels. And then I get home, and I don't do it. <laughs> well, I think to myself, oh, I do it at work when I'm goofing off, but I don't have an easy way to do it. <laughs> well, exactly. I don't even, honestly, I don't even know how to. I, I think I have to log in to iTunes to do it. You do. I don't know. Whatever. You can also find us on Facebook and everything. But we'll we still care. gladly take your reviews and uh, we'll we'll read your shout outs. We so passed you... 600 likes on Facebook. Ooh. That's awesome. That's... How many more is that than like another Blood Bowl podcast? Uh, 500 and some. <laughs> 83. Oh, wow. No. Depends on the podcast. Oh, okay. Do we have yeah. more than three that brought? I think they still have more than us. Oh, come on, people. Yeah. Let's let's be real here. Who would you rather go out to dinner with? And Chance the, and Drew or me and Steve? Who's going to be more real? Well, Chance is a vegetarian. They have yeah. 684. Oh, see, we're close. We're closing in. What sucks is we had a Facebook before they did. Oh, well. Yeah. I guess we're not closing in. I guess they've just surpassed us. Well, they've been Hat, around longer. Hats off, fellas. They're clean. Yeah, well, People you know like what? Them. You get the real us every podcast. Some days we cuss, some days we don't. That's how we are in real life. Those uh, guys are living a lie. Yeah, if you haven't heard or seen, <laughs> we were on the Oki Geek podcast, which is at Oki Geek, O-K-I-E, G-E-E-K dot com, I think. Right. But we went over there, had an interview with them, and one of the guys was listening. He's like, so I listened to some of the earlier ones, and I listened to some later ones, and the later ones are much better. I go, yeah, we we stopped being fake. I mean... Right, like, well, that's probably good, you know. Of course, it's good. Got just be who you are. Yeah, we tried yeah. to be clean for a while. It didn't last. Yeah, I don't really go out of my way most of the time. No, but if I want to say someone's a dick, they're a dick. <laughs> they're not a turd. <laughs> they're not a jerk face. Not an ass hat. <laughs> Although I do like saying ass hat. That's a good one. Ass hat's my new favorite. That's good. Uh, I don't have any more shout-outs either at the moment. Okay. Um, hopefully everyone's doing well on their weight challenges. Oh, I do have one. Okay. Doug, Doug Saunders, he's from the um, Las Vegas crew over there with Mark Perry. Mm-hmm. He's a big fan of the podcast, so a big shout-out to Doug. I'm sorry I almost forgot you. We're, he enjoys our segments where we talk about some fumbles sometimes and stuff like that. So Yeah, Doug hates us, apparently. Yeah, yeah that's fine. We're yeah. just kind of trolling on him. Oh, you can hate us all you want. <laughs> I still like your little pro wrestling themed team there yeah. in your face. Um, <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully everyone's doing well. We'll have a, I guess, a better check in at Chaos Cup. I don't know. Go- Chaos Cup? You're going to a Moracle Cup, fool. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's when the year ends for checking in with everybody for patches or something. I don't know. 
What are you talking about? The health challenge. Oh. 24. Yeah, the patches that talk I keep about talking. doing something. I know. It's been a year and I haven't yeah. done anything. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, I will be at Oracle Cup. Scott is not going. Not going. I will be there with a different Scott. So that is not the same Scott. Not at all. Uh, if there is something from the Both Down shop you would like me to bring with me, go ahead and make an order and use the coupon code Amoracle. It cancels out the shipping, and then I can just pack it up and bring it with me. But I am taking off Wednesday, and this is probably coming out Wednesday. <laughs> so never mind about that. Uh, you had your chance. <laughs> if you're at a Moracle Cup, I do have some stuff with me. But you should have said nothing. Then you could have said, oh, man, I'm sorry, man, I forgot about that. I'll just ship it to you. I could do that. And then we lose money. But uh, I will have some stuff with me. Um, I don't believe I'm going to have the ability to set up a table, but that's fine. And if you need anything, just find me. Are you ready to drink a lot of beer there? I heard it's in a brewery. Yeah, it's a brewery. I'm, going to, I'm ready to play a lot of pinball. And you get a lot of, you get a big glass, right? You get a glass that I'm hoping they can fill with water, so that'll be fine. <laughs> you guys should have fun. Yeah, it should be fun. And then I'm off to three dot brawl. The three dot brawl with the girlfriend, and um, we're going to see uh, how many people get annoyed that she's there at the tournament since she plays very slow. <laughs> she's going to play supposedly still, so no, well, she enjoys herself. That's all that matters. Yep, she's taking dwarves, so she can smash people's face in. So then that means I still don't know what I'm going to take. We might be a little late on the next episode. Because eh, it's, it's not going to be But this one's going to be early. So yeah. We try to do everything by the 15th, but we're also just doing stuff whenever we want <laughs> to give you more content. We're more consistent than most. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're more than consistent. We do more than monthly. Yeah. I gotcha. Guess. Anything else, Steve? No, that's really it. All right, folks. You guys have a nice, wonderful time. And all the people who are going to a Moracle Cup, very much safe travels. Take care of my little Kilowog ginger badger here because he's going to be at a tournament without me and i know he suffers dearly when i'm not around to guide him or to like give him a focus to babysit but when the, i get drunk but i lose loner so that's good but he does lose loner which means that you know he's he's much more approachable when i'm not <laughs> around so <laughs> i'll have michael lewis with me and scott hess and joe roberts right so you get to babysit scott hess nope not at all he is on his own <laughs> You guys should have a lot of fun, though. Okay. Anyways, safe travels, everybody. Good luck. See ya. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is Both Down Approved, Send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Oh, hey guys. Huh. Ask a stop step here from McMurdy's. Uh, yeah, they uh, paid me to come back and do another commercial. So here I am. Uh, yeah, they got a new sandwich. Yeah, it's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. It's a Warpstone burger. They're made with 100% Warpstone mutants. So it's got to be good. Um, so go to your local McMurdy's today and stab someone. Yeah, stab, stab, stab. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I'm stabbing it.